0: hello everyone and welcome to gamers gambit the show where a bunch of us nerdy ass youtubers sit around and talk about all things gaming i'm don hayes and uh, joining us for our discussion today is the one and only friend and co-host killjoy and uh greg from egregious gaming how's it going gentlemen
1: great yeah it's egregious games by the way
0: slight slight difference Fair enough. I'll, um, for those of you who want to check out those channels, um, they do have their own YouTube channels. I'll be putting the link in the description below. So feel free to check them out. Um, Killjoy runs the Engineering Bay and um, Greg from Egregious Games. Yeah. And I thought, you know,
2: why not start things off with being the resident well, bad real, boy. Shady. The resident bad boy Killjoy is we here.
1: sub co-host <laughs> Dende, who's presently Fucking
2: off! Yeah, he's not interested. <laughs>
1: there he goes. He's not happy, is he? he? Is, he's gone. So yeah, oh, he's just going to bed. <laughs>
2: so uh, what? Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a bit of a bit of Doom, bringing the Doom. We we'll take these off. So I can't see. Um, yeah. So uh, we uh, the, kind of discussion has come up recently about Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, and basically. Uh, me and, and Greg had going back and forth on which one we preferred and then it kind of escalated and then obviously you may have seen that me and Jack played or did a backseat gaming of him playing Doom 2016 because he'd never played it and it kind of all kind of came together and we decided hey why not let's just do a big discussion on Doom 2016 kind of versus Doom Eternal but like you know pros and cons of each and and why we might prefer certain systems in one to the other and all that good stuff. So... And I to meant- clarify,
1: by escalated you mean we have we're, we're basically the opposite ends of the opinion
2: spectrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I. Uh, let's just get this out of the way, right? I don't think anyone here hates either games. I, don't, I think we all three of us enjoy both games. But I think there are design choices, you know, or if you want to say Doom Eternal's improvements, however you want to look at it, um, you know. However, you want to look at it. It's basically like, hey, look, this is this is why we think this works. This is why we don't think this works, and you know, uh, we're going to go over that. I split it down into combat, movement, uh, and level design. Obviously, there are other things we can cover, but I thought you know, rather than go into every single nitty-gritty, because there are a lot of changes from Doom Eternal, and some of them aren't that major. But I think the combat and obviously the movement controls and The level design are the three biggest areas, but there are other things in those games. Um, Like I said before, I genuinely love both games. I think both games are fantastic. And just to make people aware, I played the Switch version of both of these, which means I played the worst version of both these games uh, running at 30 frames, but I did have gyro controls and I definitely appreciated that, especially for long range aiming. Um, And they run fantastically on the Switch, but they are lower resolution and lower frame rate um so yeah and these guys i believe both played on pc so they've had their yeah. higher quality experience of it so without further ado then why don't we just get an overall feel of how you feel about both don't go into like super nitty gritty but we'll start with you greg like thoughts on doom 2016 like you know how you feel about it and doom eternal and then we'll go to you jack afterwards
1: yeah um doom 2016 to start off i'm not a big fps guy i don't love modern fps's that much um Doom, got me. Uh, the 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 FPS I loved the most, possibly in, in ever. Um, it's just such a fun game. It, you, it's like it's obviously the response to what FPS has had become with Call of Duty, um, a lot of cover shooters, regenerating health, a lot of, you know, just hiding. Doom was like, fuck all that. No, just just give it all your weapons. No holding left trigger to aim. Um, none. None of that. Just you are moving fast all the time. You're running around a maze. You've got loads of weapons. Demons are coming at you. It's non-stop, frantic action, uh, and I, I loved it. And I, you know, I love the the levels. I love all the little secrets. And um, uh, so, you want to talk me me to talk about Eternal as well? Or yeah, just just give, just give your overview thoughts on it as well. Sure. Now we'll go into the degree afterwards. Yeah. So, um, Eternal. I. A lot of people are going to find this. You know the opposite, and that's fine. Um, Eternal was a little bit of a letdown for me in some ways. I feel like a lot of the design philosophies were almost like a, a different designer had done them from Eternal, even though it's the same guy. Um, I, I don't think the game isn't great, I think it's a great game, it's just somewhat disappointing compared to the first game, and obviously, I'll, I'll go into why in great detail later.
2: And then I guess, Jack, I mean, you you actually played them in reverse, so it's a different experience yeah. for you. But like, yeah, yes. give, us your, give us your thoughts
0: on both games. So starting with Doom 2016, um, I actually really enjoyed the game. Um, I found certain aspects a little bit frustrating in terms of having to go out and get key cards all the time and the sort of store like the um, kind of puzzle aspects of it. It was just hard to figure out where to go um, in some cases. But the game itself is just a fast, action-packed game. Um, you know, it's just killing demons. Um, one of the most well-optimized games, I would say. More so Doom Eternal than Doom 2016. I did have a couple of issues, um, but I'll, I'm sure I'll outline them later on. But um, honestly, really good game. Fast, action-packed FPS. Um, graphics were amazing. Story was awesome. Um, yeah, just really good. And the, by the way, the uh, the sounds. Like the sound design in that game is absolutely incredible like when you hear like the demons with that like demonic voice just like oh chills yeah. down to the back of the spine man it's so good um but yeah um doom eternal i really enjoyed the introduction of dashes um that was probably my biggest kind of like oh that's so cool um like as i said i kind of played them in reverse so i played with dashing and then played without and realized I missed dashing so much when I was playing Doom 2016. (laughs) Um, But again, just a really well-optimized game. Um, Ridiculous, just mad levels of craziness. Um, I actually preferred the bosses, I think, in Doom Eternal to Doom 2016, um, and some of the, I guess, demons. But again, I'm sure we'll come onto that later on. But overall, yeah, absolutely both cracking games. If you haven't played them, I highly recommend picking them up
2: yeah and to give like said like my thoughts so i played doom 2016 when it came out on switch was a little was like a year later so i think it came out in 2017 on switch um but just the sheer like like greg said a lot of first person shooters of recent year have not had that arcadey feel and this game is like nah fuck the story like there's a story there but it's like we don't want to slow you down that much we want you to basically go from point a to point b doing these these minor objectives while gradually giving you because i think the one thing i love about doom both these games you start off as a badass and you become more of a badass it's not like oh i'm really weak it's like you got a pistol straight away now get rid of that get the shotgun right we got the shotgun and every level is giving you new stuff to play with introducing new demons and you're learning and getting all these upgrades and things and you've got this fantastic level design and the music's you know if you like metal it's fantastic and i was just blown away by how good the game was and you know and one thing that i thought was you know i wasn't sure about until i played it was the glory kills which you know is like the ebb and flow of the fights as well yeah. and then last year uh doom eternal came to switch and i played that and for me it was like going it's like you know they turned it up to 11 with doom and then and then suddenly booth they turned it up to like 15 with doom eternal and they just added stuff and it was like hey there's more of everything you know which again has its pros and cons but like jack said the dashing a lot of the grappling a lot of the platforming in doom eternal is so reminiscent of mario brothers it's ridiculous but it is actually a thing and that plays to my strength i love platforming so monkey bars stuff like that so yeah to me it was like fantastic game bonkers game like that's kind of how it how i feel about both of them but like for me they are like probably in recent year probably the best fps's that have come out like in terms of sheer enjoyment they literally are what a game should feel like you should be having fun. It's like, yeah, like pure joy. Like absolutely love them. So, so you know you've got our overall thoughts. So I want to. I don't know about you guys, but I want to start with the combat. I think that is one of the most important things with both these games. It's like the thing you're doing pretty much the entire time.
1: That um, could be most of the podcast, honestly. Yeah,
2: like, like I said, I've got stuff oh. about movement and uh, level design, but we'll we'll come to that stuff later. Um. So yeah, like let's talk about the combat because. Obviously, the game is designed around this ebb and flow of constantly charging forward a lot of the time and moving and then using a combination of weapons and the tools that you have at your disposal. Um, So, yeah, again, Greg, let's start with you. Let's start with, like, um, you know, obviously the combat is slightly different in Eternal, but, like, like, how do you feel about the combat and, like, you know, what do you like about it, basically?
1: I would say the, the combat is very different in Eternal. Um, as a consequence of, like, the different design choices. Um, and, I mean, how, how long do you want me to talk? <laughs> um,
2: just, I'll tell you what, start with just, like, the things you like about 2016 and if the things you like about um, Eternal. Eternal. We'll, do that, we'll do that, and then we can go into things we don't like afterwards. I think that's a good place. And then sure. other other things you want to bring to the thing, we'll go that. But just start with the things you like.
1: Okay. So, as you said, um, the glory kill design of Doom it encourages you to move towards the enemies. It's part of this really fun thing. It's it's rewarding you. A lot of games these days, modern FPSs, they reward you for taking cover, for ducking, for running away. Um, and Doom, I would argue, less so. Eternal, um, Doom just encourages you to get in the enemies' faces, um, just be up in their faces. I mean, I mean, Eternal more obviously puts enemies there that are, that are just there for ammo, and I would argue that. Eternal kind of makes you you backtrack a bit. In both games, though, there is a kind of maze design. It's um you're, you're trying to make your way around this maze and sort of kite enemies. Um, some of them you can rush towards, other ones you've got to retreat away from. And the fun of the game, for me, is about judging those situations and making a plan. Like, how do you get through this maze and, and keep killing enemies? Um, and, and obviously, one of the great things is the thing about regenerating health in games it encourages you to keep backing off um, to keep stopping the action it's almost like you're pausing the game which is kind of boring um, it, you know, it was really revolutionary when uh, Halo kind of I, I don't think Halo was the first game to do it but Halo popularized it yeah. um, but then we started to see like, like in a lot of ways it was an improvement over the health pack system um, because it doesn't mean you've got unwinnable fights you can always back out but Doom just came up with something that was more fun, which is you just punch enemies to take their health, more <laughs> or less. Uh, just a, a really great idea. It's encouraging you to get really aggressive. Um, it's, it's the game telling you where the fun zone is, to, to quote the director from Eternal, which I disagreed with his philosophies on Eternal. Um, so the, the differences in Eternal... Um, Eternal made some some very strange choices to me it um it, it put a lot of things on cooldowns It gave you all these really cool new tools but it's almost going back to that philosophy of saying you have to wait um and rather than i, I feel like doom 2016 was a toy box um you know kind of a sandbox of death just go and uh, kill the enemies wherever you want you want to use the shotgun you want to be a sniper it's cool Like. These enemies are like puppets for you to fuck up and just chop and slice. And it it was great fun. Everyone could do that. Um, Eternal, in my mind, took a philosophy of there is a correct way to play and you shall do this or the game will punish you. you didn't do it right, go back and do it again. Um, And and it's not that extreme. It doesn't ruin the game, but it's a very odd change of philosophy. but there are there are things I really like about it. I, I love the addition of dashes. Um, I really like the uh, flame belch. Um, what are other things that I loved? Um, just just in general, I think some of the the more maze like arenas are, are really cool when it doesn't just plop you in a big open space with no cover. Um, yeah, I, I I loved all the the extra tools like the grapple on the shotgun. Um, fantastic, amazing. I love that. Um, One of the best additions. It's just. For all the things they added, like Doom 2016 was a perfect formula. You don't really have to, like that. That was my my expectation going into Eternal. Is that Doom 2016 is already perfect? Just make more of the same, and you're you're pretty much going to be great. Obviously, I would like to see more, but all you really have to do is make more of 2016. But while there was more of all the things I love know, more more enemy types, you can't go wrong with that. Better bosses, bigger arenas, etc. Um there were some just choices that seemed there for sort of no reason like um you know I, i'll go into the mechanics more <laughs> more detailed later <laughs> but, but for now I'll, I'll pass on
2: yeah no cool jack so let's let's talk to you like so you know obviously the combat's different in both games but there is obviously the core of it there but like yeah what's your like kind of feelings on both of
0: them and, and like what you like about it really so one of my favorite things about Doom, outside of the speed and pace of the action, is the weapon swapping mechanic. It is one of the coolest things ever. Um, I mean, in Doom twenty sixteen, I found a combo with a super shotgun and the ballista. I believe, or I don't know, it might be called ballista internal Can't what uh, Gauss it's called cannon. cannon in um, or something like that. Yeah. That's it. Gauss cannon. Man, that combo is just so sick. And when you find that combination, you keep like pulling it off every time. It's like, oh, it's just rewarding. When you can like, oh, there's a big boy coming towards you and then you just take him out in like two or three shots, like weapon swaps, like, oh, awesome. I mean, the weapons themselves are really diverse and interesting and they're just savage, like, yeah. in every way possible. Like, the, the kills, the glory kills, the fatalities, just, oh, mate, it's like Mortal camp combat, just levels of brutality. Um which might not be for everyone, but for me, I just, ah, oh, it's just so cool. <laughs> just like I say, the game rewards you for being a fucking badass, you know? It's just like, damn, this is so fun and enjoyable. And it's like, you never really, there's not many lulls in the game. It's like, you go to like, almost like an arena fight. And then you go from one arena fight into another arena fight, into another one. And each time it gets progressively more difficult more enemies more enemy types um using different weapons you know like bfg and stuff and it's just like knowing when to use your resources and like that whole weapon swapping mechanic of like oh my god, i'm running low on this um um ammo type i need to start switching my weapons and it's just constantly like making you think and it's like you never get complacent with the game because the game punishes you so hard if you do um it's just fun it's like it's one of those games where there's just no shortage of enemies and you kind of just want to fight all day, every day, you know? Just, let's just go. Just just give me demons. Give me a <laughs> portal and let's just let's just have at them. Um, obviously, the chainsaw for recovering ammo and health is awesome. It just keeps you in the fight even longer than you would num- otherwise be. Um There's a lot of different me- combat mechanics, but the way that you kind of different fatalities, depending on your positioning, um I think it's the glory kill, isn't it, when you just go up and like you take their arm yeah. off and smack them in the face with their own hand and stuff, and it's just it's just cool as hell. Um the one thing I do like in Doom Eternal that they added was the sword and the blood fist. Oh man, that just just added another level of just epicness when you're fighting. Um I was yeah, there's very little frame drop in that game or both of them actually um doom eternal i would say more so is just so well optimized that you're not even though the pace is insane like you're not almost punished because it's like it's running so fast it's just it's just a really great game to behold honestly yeah it's hard to get bored of it yeah that's the thing all right so and that... then you got the story as well over the top over and above yeah. that which i actually really enjoyed yeah. Being like the first introduction to the Doom series,
2: yeah, and they, I think both games. I, it's weird because there's obviously some kind of time gap between the first and second one, but their story is kind of fun. Um, yeah, so let's 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 talk about the combat then from my point of view. Like 2016, like you said, the weapon switching and the chainsaw. You know, you've got everything, and obviously the glory kills. So it's, the the game is this. It's like you need to constantly think about what you're doing. You need to analyze what the biggest threats are in the fights. Is it the like the big brutes? Do you need to kill off the little guys quickly if they're like the imps? You know, that whatever the enemy types are, you know, caca demons, whatever. Like you there's the nice thing about the weapons, you're like, Oh, that guy's quite far away, or I'll use the, the ballista or the gauze cannon, or like someone's up close, I use the pulse gun. Oh, but they use the same ammo type, so maybe i use the shotgun. On top of that something we haven't even mentioned is the weapon mods that you get for the guns and that is something that extends each gun massively like the shot the standard shotgun pretty fun and then you then have the ability to add a sticky bomb on or rapid fire and that completely changed suddenly your shotgun is now a machine gun and on top of that level of things you can then upgrade them further doom eternal does this as well you could get each each one has uh, two weapon mods except for i believe the shock uh, super shotgun and the pfg and that's because it's a super weapon uh, but every gun has you know like the rocket launcher has a lock-on ability and it has a detonation ability and then you can upgrade those and give it like and make it even more ridiculous that's what's so fun is like you've got the standard gun like the rocket launcher is great but let's make it even crazier the machine gun had a bit of a change between the two games it was a uh, scope and then in eternal it became like an actual sniper shot so you have all this 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 crazy craziness in 2016 now doom eternal to me is i keep describing the game to people as a thinking man's game because there is so much to be aware of when you're playing it like when i was in the zone like in that like flow state that game makes you think about movement because you can't stand still you will just get fucked up because there's enemies spawning on every side but it makes you think about constantly moving so you've got your dashes you've got if you've got the rune you can glory kill from far away uh you've got the other ones that give you extra movement You've then got like pickups in the arena, so it's worth moving around for those. Uh, obviously, the chainsaw and the blood punch, the flame belch, um, you know, and the weapons and stuff. Now, the biggest difference, or the biggest differences I found from t- 2016 to Eternal was the chainsaw now recharges energy. So now you never have to pick up, you can pick up additional ammo for the chainsaw, but you've always got the ability to, like, oh shit, I'm low on ammo, pop someone open. The, the, the fodder that's there, anyway um you then have the blood punch which is basically think you just fill up it's like a powerful attack which is good in some circumstances I mean, it's kind of good in all circumstances but i never knew when it was f- fully charged half the time uh flame belch which i think was one of the best additions because that allows you to get armor now and then um whatever the other thing is that they added oh grenades the ice grenade and the normal grenade literally We're, never used them yeah you never used them <laughs> i didn't realize how powerful the ice grenade was until much later into the game um but yeah so you have all this so this is where it comes becomes a thinking man's game because now you're like all right doom eternal gives you less ammo overall for each weapon so you now have to switch and like like for example if a cacodemon or a Baron not baron hell uh pain guy comes in the one that chucks the lost souls at you blister really powerful against air so you're like all right i'll take him out with that but you've also got the, the doom hunter the guy on the tread on the floating thing all right well i better use the pulse gun against him because that's good against him and then on top of that you've got certain that that enemy that spawns like that shield in front of you or you, you can't use the rocket launcher on that because it'll blow yourself up so you're constantly thinking and having to move and you know trying to figure out all this time like, this game makes you think and move and it is hard like straight up it is a significantly harder game because there is much more to think about you don't necessarily need to use all these things they've added um i would say that to be honest the grenade and the flame belch why they're really good i forgot about them a lot of the time um you know it's just one of those things there's just so much going on and if you're in an arena like an arena or a particular area that's got like monkey bars or like walls you can like get up and stuff you know and then like you know an file turns up or a marauder turns up and like you're constantly thinking about all these different things um you know but the tools are there you have this big arsenal of things to your to your advantage and like i said like i would use the um chain gun shield chain gun shield is amazing because it would just take tons of damage and then when you upgrade it you could fire it off and stun a demon um in doom eternal they added hard points so like the big spider guys you can take out their gun uh the mancubus the big guys you can take their armor off and make them easier to kill like they did they, they added a lot of like destructible parts on a lot of the enemies um and like I said, it's 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 just a significant step up. It is harder. I think you need if you have played Doom 2016, that's the way to play it. 2016 into turn into Eternal because it gets you ready a bit more and prepared for what's to come. Um, but overall, I think the combat in both games is good. It's just I think Eternal does a better job of giving you more tools, and I think you get more upgrades quicker, and you get like crazy you got like tokens and like runes and weapon mods and uh, mastery tokens like the sh- super shotgun with the the uh, the chain grapple on it and you, know, you get a mastery on that and it sets fire to everything you grab um it's a great way for movement like and that's something that we'll get onto later about like movement and things but like there are a lot of options in this game and for me that made it it was like oh cool i already liked the combat Now I have more options and I never at any point found those options to be bad. If anything, I just forgot about it because there are times when that game gets really hectic, like buff totems, (laughs) like arch which will basically, if you don't deal with those things straight away, those fights go south very fast. And that's something that I like about the game. In terms of the combat versus enemies and the variety of enemies, I think both games nail it. And I think Doom Eternal just cranks it up a bit more but I think as the games progress and you get into those later levels, by that point you've played the game, you've got used to how you move, you've got different abilities like Jack said, you get a sword later on which it just adds to the fact that you can now take out certain enemies that are an absolute bitch uh, you've got the BFG, you know, you've got a ton of resources, it just makes it harder because every gun has less ammo, um, you know, and everything, <laughs> there's just more types of enemies and there's just more of everything which again, can be a good, a good, a good thing and a negative thing, but for me personally i got massively absorbed in the combat because i was now thinking every button's being used i've got to constantly think about this this and this and this and they're not ness that's not necessary but i do think they add to it and so yeah overall i think the combat is better but that depends how much more crazy do you want the combat to be because that's that's where the switch is doom 2016 fast paced lot of enemies to kill doom eternal same stuff, but like now we've given you more tools, but now there's more enemies, bigger arenas to fight in, um, uh, you know, buff totems, monkey bars, it's like just a ton more stuff. And uh yeah, I think that massively affects like the difficulty
0: and, and things like that, really. Um I think the upgrades were better in Doom Eternal, to be fair. There was just more options and I think it was easier to obtain. Whereas yeah. in Doom twenty sixteen I wasn't a massive fan of the I think it's the Praetorian things oh, having the, to the find. and also the um not massive fan of the masteries in doom 2016 i think it just slowed the pace of combat down you're constantly thinking right i gotta get a headshot on this particular enemy i thought thought that was just like unnecessary annoyance to try and get a mastery that does something cool whereas doom eternal it didn't have that kind of like added challenge not not that it was a challenge it's just annoying to have to think about uh, and then you you have an opportunity and then you think you do it and you didn't and it's like oh doom, so Ten-
2: doom eternal has mastery challenges as well like they have exact but it
0: has
1: a currency that you can use to just bypass yeah.
2: them yeah you can find some who out the game and you can just be like fuck it i just want the chain on the thing but I like the, yeah. the, ma- the mastery things i like because it gives you a thing But a lot of the time i found that it would be quite late into the game before i got it because i wasn't thinking about it so i I do agree in both cases that like maybe there was a better way of doing it but you know like like, Like,
0: i don't mind if it was like just kill loads of enemies like kill 500 enemies with this gun like that's cool um but it was just the fact that you had to do specific things like you have to blow up a certain body part or get a headshot or whatever it might have been to be honest i didn't even notice the masteries in doom eternal for a long time yeah um but by the time I noticed them I had the ones that I wanted so I'm like oh cool Lovely. yeah <laughs> so I
1: think that's an interesting contradiction in in both games this was kind of a criticism that I think a lot of people had is that when you just want to play through the game and blast enemies and have fun sometimes you feel obligated to do like you, you know there's x number of secrets in the level so it's like I kind of want to progress to the next area but I also want to find stuff so you end up spending 10 minutes trying to to find a thing or you know you you don't just have fun because you're like okay i've got to snipe x number of enemies i can't just kill them i have to try and snipe him and there's fun to be had in that it's but it's my my same opinion on achievements which are that like they're not often that fun it's it's one of those kind of bloat things of games where they feel like they need to add more content but you end up guiding the players down an unfun path to play Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah. it I mean, needs to be like a separate mode like a challenge mode for people who there want is, there to is do one. that type
2: of thing <laughs> um, I would say the thing with the, the masteries is I think the idea is cool because you get you generally get really cool things out of them but the, you're not going to get mastery early on like they are not an early thing even with the shotgun like if you've just got the basic shotgun you're probably not going to have enough points in the first sort of 3-4 to level maybe by the 4th level you might but to be even actively working on it Um, you know, like the mastery for that one in Doom Eternal, where it's like, oh, now you can fire five uh, explosive bombs without having to reload. It's a really cool ability, but that would be really cool like early on, because at that point, I'm not, I'm not using that shotgun, shotgun anymore, you know. Um, but that's it's it is weird because I didn't spend much time personally dealing with the masteries. Apart from unlocking a couple of them, I, I, I completely understand that they do kind of ruin the flow of the game though, because. I don't. It, not every situation I'm going to want to use the precision scope. Not every situation am I going to want to use the super shotgun. Um, you know, more often than not, I, I look at an enemy. I go, "What's the best thing for that?" You know, and and go go there. Really, it's like, "Oh, there's a snaky dude. All right, I microwave beam him. I'm not going to stand there or use a rocket launcher. I'm not going to stand there and try and use the fucking machine gun because I'm not going to hit the bloody thing." Uh, <laughs> you know.
1: I think this is part of the the problem of being a AAA developer is that you feel like the game needs to have a certain amount of content you can't just release a, a bare bones game as a triple a developer other you know journey is is one that i can think of that was a, a a big studio i believe or you know not massive but big publisher game that was very bare bones it didn't try to add loads of extra stuff onto it and and it feels almost like doom with somebody's passion project um they made this game, loved it, and then somebody came at the end and said, "Okay, we need more content, we need achievements for the gamers. we need to justify the price tag with x you know content and playtime, so we need to add in masteries, we need to add in lots of little upgrades because you can imagine the game if the game just gave you all the upgrades at the start or you know how doom guy is meant to be, that would be a fine game, but there have to be collectibles and upgrades and all of these things um." And it's almost the downfall of AAA games is that they have to do these things. And that was, to, to me, one of the downfalls of Eternal. It's like, oh God, we, we've got a much bigger budget now. We have to spend it on things. Uh, let's put more upgrades. Let's put more of everything. And it, there, are, there are so many currencies in Doom Eternal. It's almost like a mobile game with the number of currencies it gives you. The
2: The, the thing you could do to actually negate so the thing is like Doom the original the original Dooms are known for being maze-like exploration games. So these new games kind of try to add that in. That's why you've got a lot of secrets on the maps, whether that be the CD, uh, the cheat codes, whether that be the toys, whether that be, you know, the the mods, the runes, the upgrades for armor and health that also give you extra upgrades. But if I think one way that would be really cool is to have like almost like at the end of each level you get to pick one upgrade and you go right okay so let's say at the end of each level you get to pick a new either an upgrade for your weapon or an upgrade like health armor ammo right so you split let's just pull it back to those and that would be kind of cool it's like okay maybe in the later levels you get to pick two or something but you could basically just go at the the level right pick an upgrade. right you're going into the next level of that and i think you you would eliminate the need to go off exploring which some people like and some people don't but you also don't ruin the flow where you're not like, oh, fuck, I don't have that many mod upgrades. I need mod upgrades. Now, at the end of the level, it's like, hey, do you want a mod upgrade? You can choose one. And then you go into the next level and suddenly you've got this new upgrade. And that might not be the most interesting way of doing it, but if you want to keep the game to be much more like in a flow, I think that's quite cool. You go, cool, right? You've unlocked this. Boom, off you go. Next level. Let's go back into it. Um, but, you know, that's I, I'm not a game designer. I, I, I like the idea of that, uh, but... I will say I am the I am the person who likes exploring the levels. I liked looking for keys, or I, I especially liked finding the toys and the um, the albums and the discs, and you know. But that's I get that's not everyone's cup of tea. They want to go from the next fight to the next fight, getting the cool weapon, getting the up the weapon upgrades, and and just blasting their way through the game. Really, I was definitely I the say
0: opposite. I was like, oh, just about getting from one fight to another. Like, I even like the jumping puzzles thing just slowed down my enjoyment. I'm just like, I don't really care about this. Just get me to the next fight. (laughs) I will say I'm
1: I'm kind of halfway in between. And I I do think it's almost an unwinnable battle for the developers, because some people will love the exploration and some people won't. Um, I I don't think it's a bad thing that those things are there. I just think it's an interesting thing to note. That it kind of clashes. There's very much two sides of the game. And there were times when i really loved exploring and i loved finding some of those secrets they were really well hidden yeah uh, it's just that like there there are times when it goes at odds with the flow of the game
2: yeah absolutely so i mean all right so let's let's get on to some like things we don't like i know greg you have a lot of things you want to talk about at eternal uh <laughs> maybe maybe what i'll do is i'll start with jack and then i'll come to you because i i feel like you oh, and yeah, gonna have yeah. some back and forth on this Uh, With certain bits, but yeah. So what I might do is maybe we just pick one thing and then we'll go through those things rather than like list everything off. Would you know? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about one thing at a time. Uh, Same for you, Jack. If you want, just pick some things you, you don't like and we'll all discuss it. Or just if you don't have that many things, just kind of rail through
0: it. Okay, so I'll start with my biggest problem with Doom in 2016 when I started, and that was the optimization on OpenGL engine. Now, I don't know if this was unique to myself or whether this was a genuine issue with the game, but I mean, I've got a relatively powerful machine anyway um, as a sort of my non-main PC. Now, when I tried running the game in OpenGL, I had frame drops galore. At first, I thought it was because I had on everything on max settings, so I turned it all down. Eventually, I got to the point where I was running at 720p and everything was on minimum settings, and I was still getting these random frame drops. Uh, I couldn't put my finger on what it was causing it. Um, I did like some research um, and everyone was saying, oh yeah, just go use Vulkan rather than OpenGL. Bearing in mind, I'd never even heard of this Vulkan engine before. Um, I ran it in Vulkan, max settings, not a frame drop since. Um, But it took me about two hours of just messing around to figure it out at the start. Um, Then, I had my other computer back, which was my kind of supercomputer, if you will. Um, ran it absolutely fine. So I don't know whether it was something to do with the fact that I had SLI, um, on two graphics cards or whether it was just something else like a bug or an issue with the actual game with an open GL, but yeah, something wasn't happy. And I was, that was like my biggest frustration with the game. And that was at the start two hours of just messing about. I remember that. Yeah.
1: I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even really know what OpenGL is. I'm Googling it as you say this, like, what?
0: <laughs> so, when you, there's an option when you go into Doom 2016, it's only on Doom 2016 to my knowledge. Um, and it, it obviously, by default, it's OpenGL, which I think is just a standard graphics API. Um, but then there's an option of Vulkan, but it wasn't something I even twigged really. But Clearly, yeah, it was definitely it is an issue. one for me. of those
1: things that affects a, A certain amount of people Mm. people just don't even know about it don't even think about it
0: yeah definitely if it it wasn't didn't affect me i would never have even looked at it but yeah it was definitely something
2: yeah i can all i can say is i played it on switch so (laughs) i don't even have (laughs) that luxury for that shit like i i want to pull up something quickly just before going on like this game has a, a colorblind mode both of them do and i can tell you right now that i'm colorblind and that absolutely uh was fantastic not because it changed colors it made the game brighter. And I actually really appreciated the fact that when I took, like my housemate, he also had Doom 2016. And he came in and said, like, what the fuck's wrong with your game? And I was like, nothing, it just looks brighter. And he was like, oh, the colors are weird, but it actually made it more playable for me. Cause there was a lot of times it was just super dark. And suddenly I could see everything a lot better. And, and I didn't, didn't need it for Eternal. But it's also there and i'm really i'm really glad the options in this game both games there's a lot of options and I, I and even on console there's a lot of options and that is fucking awesome and i want to give them credit for that because that is really really good to see um jack i know that was mainly a technical thing do you want to go on uh, you got any stuff about the actual game only because neither me or greg really have anything to say on the open no no tour. that's
0: fine i just wanted to raise it as something yeah, yeah. that was an issue that i had um I guess my my biggest gripe was probably the puzzle aspects of probably both games, really. Um, for me, it was just about getting from area to area. And I often find myself spending two or three minutes, sometimes five minutes, trying to figure out well, where the hell does the game want me to go? Um, I know I'm not the biggest user of maps in the world, <laughs> um, but it was <laughs> just annoying Metro. that I had okay, to think about know. it. Yeah. Yeah, It was just annoying to have to think about, um, especially with Doom 2016, the whole picking up of key cards, bearing in mind, like, I get it for people who've played the game before and just know where everything is. That's cool. You probably get a lot more enjoyment from that, but for someone who's never played it, and it's just like, right, well, where does the game actually want me to go? Because I swear like I'm backtracking now. Um, And I just felt that was just something that was just, for me personally, not enjoyable because I'm not a fan of puzzles anyway um and just add it into a game that's kind of all about chaos and just you know fast action and fast place gameplay i just thought it just took away from that and was a bit i guess you call it contradictory to what the game was trying to do but it was just like oh really another jumping puzzle i got to figure out it's just like i just want to fight <laughs> i just want to you know kill some demons dude <laughs> so for me i
1: i think the the change from combat to a bit of exploration a bit of puzzles for me that that was an important part of the combat loop because there there are times when you play a, a pure action game a very pure game that you get burnt out you're like this is just like non-stop eyes mm-hmm. you talk about, i don't know if either of you ever saw the documentary um i don't know if it's half-life one or half-life two but um the developer walkthrough where they talk about it's kind of a cadence where, like, okay, plays a lot of action. Give them the chill part. Give them the chill part to walk around. and Then back to action. And I, I, I actually quite liked that. Um,
0: yeah, I, I do agree with the point that you've made with the whole ebb and flow of combat. Um, but I think they could have done it in a better way that was more obvious where you're going, and then just have a bit more story. You know. Like, have someone talking or have someone just, like, calm you down after that massive fight, you know, chill a little bit, and then back into it. Um, Or just, like, a little bit more obvious where you want to go, in my eyes. Apart from, like, obviously,
2: I use the map in both games, but I will say that the indicator at the top of the screen, the compass, ain't great. In either game. It's not it's not great. Because there are times you're like, well it wants to go this way, but there's a wall, you know. And obviously that comes down to hopefully hopefully naturally you would find your way. But there's that level in Doom twenty sixteen. It's like a foundry. It's like got the lava at the bottom. Oh and it, my yeah. God. And that level, you walked <laughs> past that body with the key. And to be honest, it's not that easy to see. It <laughs> isn't. Like that particular key on that body like I actually like that level because it is a bit of a maze, but it's so easy to get turned around and lost on it. And like I'm glad that the game doesn't have too many of those, but that level is probably the best example I can give where it's like, the, the, there is quite a lot of combat in it. Like, you go from one area and then you, you grab a key and you're in the next area and there's a lot of fodder. You know, it's not necessarily all big battles. Um, it kind of leads up to it. But there are times where you're just like, where the fuck's the key? Like, you know, <laughs> and, like, and if you don't open the map up, you're not going to see that, which, again, you said you don't want to use the map. And that, I think that's fair. Like, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't really use the map for secrets i feel like oh that looks like there's gonna be a secret there but that's you know that's your own opinion on how you want to play and there and i would say that is probably the the best example of a map or a level that is very good at confusing people there isn't many of those and even in doom eternal i can't think there's a one particular level i can't think which one it is similar concept where it's like it's quite easy to get turned around and it's just like Ugh. most of the most of the levels in both games don't do that most of the time there is also the one in 2016 where you're in that like, laboratory bit trying to get the bfg and there's like so many doors and they're all locked you have to go in the right one and like it's not that bad compared to...
0: I three times
2: that yeah. was annoying <laughs> but like <laughs> there there is it is hard to design a level because i feel like it's it's finding that medium in it by, by going here's the key it's right here like you know and also trying to make people feel like that naturally finding it
0: and... almost needs to be like a a, a dual mode like a i would say story mode where it kind of tells you where to go type of thing or a little bit more of a kind of cadence of where to go and then the kind of hardcore mode where it's just like go figure out yourself we've hidden it somewhere good luck but it felt like it was just
1: they should have stolen what metroid prime did because i hated it in metroid prime but it would work perfectly here which is that because metroid prime you'd wander around the world and five minutes of wandering the game would go we found a thing here, investigate this. And it annoyed me in that game because it's like, I just want to explore. I don't want to be told where to go because there's, the game is all about exploration. In Doom, like, yeah, there's a linear route forward. If the player has been wandering around for more than two and a half minutes, I'd say, give them the pop-up Just say, hey, your your scanner computer has found an anomaly here. Maybe you should investigate. That's yeah. an easy thing.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's, to me, it's to me it is a minor thing like it didn't bother me at all but like i said i use the map a lot because i i wanted to find a lot of the secrets i'm like ooh, i get upgrades and shit like that but if you literally want to like pull vault through the levels get into the combat you know grab the key go open the door a nice big fight and all that stuff you don't want to be slowed down like that and you know it's i think that's completely reasonable to be like hey maybe they should make the keys maybe just the keys nothing Make them a bit fucking obvious, more so. Like, obviously, there's a dead body with yellow on it, but that's great. But, like, in the heat of battle, especially a lot of the times when I was watching you play, you were like, where the fuck are these? I'm like, oh, it's just over there. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that. And
0: that's completely normal, is it? Because you're not focusing on this dead body. It's funny. When I watch my playback, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you- it's really obvious when you, like, when you're watching someone play, it's very obvious because you're not only for, you're not you're thinking about 20 different things you're kind of just watching someone do it and then you like see things that you don't otherwise see in your peripheral yeah whereas when you're in the heat of battle and the adrenaline's pumping and you're like oh i want to kill this guy and i'm like i'm thinking like four steps ahead i'm like i'm gonna i've got 20 bullets left on this i'm gonna switch to this and then i'm gonna switch to this shotgun it's a three and a four and i gotta you know chuck a grenade doing yeah. all that and then like oh by the way just over there is like a key like you're just not gonna think about it yeah
2: it's it's definitely one of those things. It's 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 hard to get that right for sure or at least not make it too obvious because you want to make it obvious enough but you also don't want to make it too obvious so yeah it, it's hard that's definitely something like I that...
0: say it almost has like two modes isn't it mm. it's like one for the like will kind of gift you where you want to go yeah or, or make it a little bit more obvious and one that's just like yeah we'll just make it hardcore
2: <laughs> yeah um before i ch- chuck it to greg do you have how many things do you have that you like might not like about these games just so i've got an idea and other <sighs> many other things not you, Greg. Uh, sorry. It's different.
0: Like... It's kind of different things depending on what kind of topics we go over. Okay, cool. There's all sorts of things I like and dislike. All right. Um, yeah. I'd say that's probably enough for me for now. Yeah.
2: Sure. All right. Um. we We'll we're we'll chucking to Greg. Like, give me give me some
1: I think, game, You know. I think we could. Just, we should just dive into it. See how many things we can get through. Because, right. you know, I don't have a huge time limit. No, for um, me. <laughs> uh, I I so like. Go on. I was going to say there is something
2: that I don't like about both games, which I really do want to talk about, but I will come to that afterwards. I'd like you to give me maybe. You go one... ahead. If, if you got something, I'll. I'll, I'll Tutorial the it? No, 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 no. Right, I want to. T- I want to talk about boss fights in both these games because Doom, both Doom games, when you are in fighting the minions, right, when you are in those rooms, dash, uh, moving around the rooms, you know, thinking about what you're doing, right, the game is at its best, at its best, right. Doom 2016, to my knowledge, has three boss fights against the Cyber Demon, the Rock Monsters, and the Final Boss. One of those boss fights is good, that's the Cyber Demon. The other two suck ass. Same with Doom Eternal. One boss fight in their game is good, the Gladiator fight. Basically, a giant Marauder with different modes. The other two boss fights, the Khan Maker and the Icon of Sin, suck ass. And both games. I've realised that these guys don't know how to make good boss fights, consistent boss fights, and I'll, I'll go through why now. I'll let you guys—you may may or may not agree with me. The Cyberdemon boss fight is fun. You fight the Cyberdemon in a big room. You move around. You go to the second fa- phase. It gets up. You're now confined to the smaller like lane. He has he has readable attacks, but that you know it, it it requires you to use everything you know. You to, like there's like area effect attacks, ones you have to like move left and right, jump over things, but it's just you and the cyber demon and there's ammo everywhere so you, you you've got your focus is on that same with mostly the same with the gladiator boss fight in the second game because you're focused on the gladiator has a very obvious tell it's like you should attack him when he does this thing with the shield right cool there are other things going on his attacks are again similar where you get like cornered off and you have to dodge things and he has like four different phases and each phase you break a bit off of him and that's cool and there are some fodder but you don't really have to think about them a couple of times the enemies spawn in but you, you can get rid of them quite quickly fantastic those boss fights are amazing the doom 2016 ones the problem with the rock boss fight is it's not the first phase you then have to fight two of them and that's yeah. not fun when i originally did it i spent the entire time jumping backwards around the outside of the arena shooting at this thing that isn't fun that's not good design right just just awful the final boss isn't even hard the final boss which is basically a spider mastermind i did it in one attack. take I found I died more times on the cyber demon. They're doing it. I just got the minigun out and I just fucking blasted her. And I was like, "Well, that was a shit ending." And then, <laughs> and then with Doom 20 uh, Doom Eternal, right now th- th- the can't make a boss infuriates me. And I have some things that would fix this boss fight. It infuriates me because the level is so good. The level literally gets you to do the most crazy platforming, if you're into that stuff. I loved it. Shooting through the hoops, really hard fight encounters versus the enemies, lots of arch vials, there's marauders, there's everything, right? And then you come to this circle arena in the sky. First problem, there's no barrier, right? So you can go off the edge, right? And that fucking wound me up anyway. Now bear in mind, I went into this boss fight with eight lives. I had eight lives when I went into this boss fight. And so this, this boss, the idea is right at the beginning it says hey if you need to grab you can use the shotgun to grapple on it or use the boost pads to like, get up in the blood punch and the way it works is you shoot the boss the shield goes down when it's gone down you've got blood punch right go up punch him fine doesn't sound that difficult problem is the boss has phases and there's also other things you have to be aware of firstly most of the boss fights and normal attacks will knock you backwards so you go flying out if you're trying to dodge around to avoid other things you're going off the edge constantly which happened to me secondly you've got the fucking maker drones which If you one-shot them in the head, die instantly. Fine, lots of ammo. But instead of putting ammo drops in this fight, there are some, but there are very few. If there are no maker drones, and you've killed all of them, and there isn't any ammo, literally, it becomes... You have to wait. You just have to wait and wait and wait until more spawn to then get more ammo. Terrible design. On top of that, as the fight goes on, there's this weird corruption that cakes the floor, and it basically forces you to stay on these higher platforms. That's not a fun mechanic. And the reason why is when you put all these things together, I'm trying to focus on the boss. I'm trying to fight the boss. I don't want to fight, deal with the fucking Maker Drones. I just put more ammo in the arena. I don't want to fly out the arena. I don't want to have to deal with the the, the corruption stuff. Right. Also, if you don't attack the boss within a time and you get the shield down, it regenerates. And that is also infuriating because if you run out of ammo, you can't do anything about it. And that boss fight is just awful. You fix that boss fight by getting rid of the Maker Drones and putting ammo everywhere. Because the boss fight's already knocking you about. It's already got a, like an aerial strike attack. It's got corruption. So your focus should be on the boss and moving. It should not be on these other dudes. Fine. You know, you want to have you want to have it so you get knocked out of the arena? Fine. Whatever. The fact that I went to that boss fight, I lost eight lives and had to restart. And eventually it was like, do you want to use the Sentinel Arm? And I was like, yes. I don't want to play this shit. Awful. Right. Boss fight's out of the way. Next thing. Icon of Sin. Great level. Phase one. Awful, because now you then have to fight this boss that has has three levels. Now, depending on what height he is, he does different attacks. Can you read those attacks? If you've never done that boss fight before, you'll get punched. You'll get knocked off the level. All kinds of crazy shit, right? And it's not the the boss itself isn't the hard thing. The problem is is you have to take off different parts of the armor. Well, it doesn't make it very particularly obvious when you're hitting it. They do flash. But it gets to the point where I'm like, where's the last piece of armor? And I'm now dealing with, like, fucking spider masterminds and gargoyles and all these other shit. Luckily, in that boss fight, tons of ammo. Tons of ammo, loads of minions, like, whatever, fine. Then you get to the second phase, which is actually better. The second phase is, like, you've got to blow his body off. But you're in a much better arena. It's much easier to hit. And the enemies aren't as crazy. And I just think to myself, when it came to those boss fights, I was like, this game, up until this point, was, like, 10 out of 10 for me. And it literally was like somebody doing a running start and just fell on their face i was like whoever's making the boss fights in this game is not realizing what makes the combat fun the combat is fun when you're you you don't have to deal with x mechanic on top of x mechanic on top of that comes in the forms of the different demons right so when you're in a fight and you go oh there's a spider mastermind that guy can crawl on the ceiling i might want to get rid of him now right very obvious thing to deal with you know, a tyrant turns up, you're like, oh, get the sword out. Like, you can't use the BFG and the sword and things like on the bosses. I, I don't I think you can use the BFG on Khan Maker. But yeah, I cannot stand the boss fights. Apart from that gladiator fight and the cyber demon and I think the boss fights are utterly, utterly shit. And if you take those boss fights out or you make it you versus the boss and less of the enemy stuff, you have significantly better bosses the problem with car maker is also an aerial boss so you can't like run up to it and like do it like you have to aim and if you like that's the good thing my icon is sitting massive so it's easy to hit but yeah quite frankly just the biggest my biggest gripe with both games is the boss fight they are the lowest point of the entire games for me and um i've been talking for a while now but i you know if you guys want to if you've got anything to say on the bosses like go ahead whoever wants it to
1: it's take. very interesting because you're a bigger fan of Eternal. I'm a bigger fan of 2016, but you hated Icon of Sin. I think he's the. I think he's a great boss fight. I, I agree that these games do not do bosses well in general. I don't think many people are going to argue Carn Maker was a good fight. I don't Oof. think anyone really enjoyed the Carn Maker fight. It was shit. Um, but I think you know what Doom does best is throw a load of demons at you and say, "Kill them as fast as you can before you die," because if you don't they're going to overrun you. And that is Icon of Sin, really. It's just constant waves of demons that never stop. And in the Icon of Sin fight, they intensify. The longer you take to kill him, the worse the enemies coming at you get. And uh, I didn't personally have a problem really seeing the armor. I I, I can see why it would be. It it wasn't super clear. Um, but, But I don't know. I actually thought, you know, the game ended on a really high note for me. So, interesting.
2: The biggest problem I have with Icon of Sin is that in the first phase, not less so in the second phase, the first time you get to that boss fight, you have to realize there are three stories, which is fine, because the idea is you keep moving between them so you have his attacks. The problem is, it's really hard to learn his attacks while you're also dealing with other demons, because he has like these punching attacks when you're down the bottom, but he has like these shooting attacks. Boss, I know, and, that, and that's fine, But it escalates too fast. Like, give me some time to understand what's going on. And I didn't like that. I didn't
1: like the fact that I felt like, yeah, all right, at this point I'm (laughs) We don't need any time because Doom Eternal does what it does with every single enemy in the game, which is the moment you get there. And this is the this will be the complaint I wanna seek into. I don't know if you'll allow me to do this right now, or if we want to talk let Jack have a turn on the bosses, but I wanna have a rant about the tutorials in it. We will get to that because I, I knew that one was going to go. One second, work. guys. Yeah.
0: The um, the uh, recordings uh, got one issue and Levi's frozen again. <laughs> Just one <laughs> moment. I'm going to see if I like, can yeah, pause, no the recording or something. Sorry, one second, folks. <laughs> All right, folks, apologies about that. We had a bit of a technical difficulty where uh, I was messing around with uh, <laughs> some settings and... Uh, Levi kind of froze on us so uh, we're back we're back we're all good um, just about talking about uh, the icon of sin boss fight which I actually enjoyed <laughs> yeah so I mean just putting that out there
2: we, Greg was saying about like he thinks it's a combination of things I was saying not the biggest fan of the fact that it chucks you in there and like you know what you're doing but the actual boss pattern attacks is kind of like you don't get time to learn I don't like that (laughs) boss fight. Anyway, Jack, you might as well go over these because we kind of had our opinions on the boss fights, Uh, you know, whether it's ones in 2016 or whether it's ones in Doom Eternal. So just like hit it.
0: Yeah. So I completely agree with your rock um, dude fight, that one where he splits into two. Like the first phase of that is a really fun boss fight. And then he turns into two and it just becomes chaotic. Um, You know, they they charge at you and it's like there's not really much warning of that. And they to jump at you, it's, it's just not fun. Um, that really took me by surprise. In the end, I just ended up using three BFG ammos and just killed them that way mm. because I just couldn't be bothered to deal with it. Honestly, it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, the one where you're um, dodging um, the lasers and stuff, always all the different attacks? I think it was the first of the three boss fights. Cyber I actually Demon, enjoyed yeah. that one. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that one. Um, that was kind of... You had to be quite strategic in how you played it um and yeah just understand his moves do you know what the the the, um interesting thing with this is doom boss fights remind me a lot about borderlands and borderlands boss fights in the 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 games are so good like top of their genres and then when it comes to boss fights they kind of just fall apart a little bit (laughs) like yeah there's definitely boss fights i dislike um obviously the um Car maker being yeah. the one I hated the most I think in all of the series <laughs> yeah um it was it was just annoying um I didn't actually notice that first part where where it said you gotta use the blood fist I figured that out on the fly and I was like oh what what's going on like your shield's down and basically I just ran out of ammo that was my problem so I had to literally jump off the edge to get my ammo back I'm like well that's cool <laughs> and that happened um and yeah, the corruption on the ground is just annoying, Or the flames or the fire, whatever. Um the there are a couple of other boss fights in Eternal I wasn't too bad about it. I think there's Mutated Seraphim. It, which is the last boss fight in the first ancient gods part one.
2: Oh, I haven't played ancient gods, but yeah, okay, fair enough.
0: Same. Oh right, no okay. yeah, I yeah, yeah. I won't I won't spoil anything for anyone who hasn't then, but that's a. Uh, bitch is that is
2: that the floating dude and you're in that room with yeah okay i've seen it i've seen it but yeah that doesn't
0: just that um yeah that 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 caused me a little bit of grief yeah (laughs) um and basically what happens is he's got um he turns like the biggest enemies like he spawns enemies basically and he links them as if they are spirits yeah so they're like faster, stronger, smarter, all that good stuff. Um, as if they're possessed, they do more damage. And it's just it's just bloody annoying yeah. <laughs> more than anything. Um and then I did like the final boss fight in the second, the one where you're against um Doom guy. the main guy, yeah. the main villain. I'm not I don't want to spoil everything for people who haven't played the game, but um ultimately that boss fight was really good up to the final phase where you can't see his health anymore. They removed his health bar. So you're just there, like, wailing on him. It literally, I was there for six minutes shooting at him, not knowing if I was doing damage or not, because I had no life bar or nothing to, like, work out. So I'm like, huh. Like, I literally did the combo, like, must have been ten times in that time. Yeah. And it was just annoying. I'm like, is this guy going to die, or is this just going to go on forever? Like, what am I doing wrong? And it's, like, constantly dodging. Um, one thing I will say about Doom Eternal is excluding the make Maker fight. They have a lot of enemies, even just like those zombie dudes that you can literally just chainsaw and get ammo back. So you can literally keep on fighting and getting your health back. So I will say that was a good part of it, um, even in the final boss fight. The Icon of Sin, I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I liked the whole thing of shooting different body parts off. I liked both phases because it was it's more about fighting the enemies around you rather than the boss. And it just kind of gives you that sense of, holy shit, there's someone behind me. <laughs> mm. That adrenaline was proper kicking in. Um yeah, i say the Doom 2016 final boss fight was pretty lame, pretty it, boring.
2: It's too easy. Like To me, it's like they went, it, they kind of went too far away with Icon of Sin. It's like, Icon of Sin should be hard, and I'm not taking that away. Like What they do, especially in phase two. Phase two of Icon of Sin, I liked. It was a better arena. It was much more obvious what you were doing. And, you know, it was easier to deal with the demons. It wasn't, like, easy because there was you still got him firing at you the entire time dealing with it. The first phase is too many jumping around and, like, trying to get close and far away. It's too much. When you start introducing extra shit into the combat where it's, like, beyond, like, being fun anymore, that's when I had a problem with it. Because, like, fighting the regular demons in, in both games is so much fun because you're like, all right, I know I can take out this stuff and blah, 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 and bam, blah, bam, bam you know and you've got the tools to do it when you then introduce like oh now you've got this big guy that's got like I don't know 6-7 different attacks but if you're not facing that way you're not going to see them coming and oh yeah and like you know there's a fucking you know 10 of the big brutes coming at you you're like oh my god like I know it's just a culmination of everything it's trying to push all your skills to that but the levels do that so much better than the boss fights the boss fight like I said you get rid of phase 1 of Icon of Sin much better fight would have loved it you know but I also think the problem is with that fight on a personal level was it's especially in the first part it's hard to see some which bits of the armor are broken at some point. Second part is body goes all bony, so it's really easy to go oh I've destroyed that like armor, oh I've destroyed that mm-hmm. shoulder pad. And I think what you do is if you want to have two phases, make like I I don't know make the armor yellow or something like so I'm like oh it's really obvious that I've destroyed the armor on this section of the body um, because the. Not to go off on too much of a tangent, Doom, while it is a serious game to a degree, it's very comical, but all the ammo and the, um, like, upgrades, everything like that, is neon bright. Like, it is, it is video game the game. Like, it, it's got, like, this really nice art style, and then the ammo looks like out of, like, Unreal Tournament, you know, of these old little games to make it really obvious. So why can't you make the boss sections really obvious? Yeah, I know if the icon of was bright yellow, that would look kind of weird, But, like, do something to make it a bit more obvious. And, you know, that would have probably
0: fixed most of my issues with the boss fight, honestly. But, yeah. There is one boss fight, which I may end up opening a can of worms here with this one. And that was the first time they introduced the Marauder. I I don't know if it had a specific name, but that Marauder boss fight was bloody awesome. Hard, but awesome. Until they introduced the Marauder as a standard unit. And that was just... (laughs) First time round, that really got me. I did not have fun.
1: I have so. Can I go into my rant now about prescriptivism? Because this permeates every core of the game. Yeah.
2: Before I you know. do, before you do it, like I will say, I have I have thoughts on the marauder. I have lots of thoughts on it, but yeah, go.
1: Because I think this is where this includes the marauder. This includes a lot. But while you were talking about obviously the icon of sin, me going well, it it tells you what to do. This is this is I think one of the worst things about the game um, is when you whenever you meet a new enemy for me for me in, in video games in general part of the fun is figuring out what to do improving getting better whenever you meet an enemy for the first time in Doom Eternal you get a tutorial window pop up and say here is the best way to defeat this enemy. Disregard any creativity or having any fun with trying to learn how this enemy works. We're just going to tell you. It, am, am I alone in that? Does, did you get one for the arch
2: file? Because I don't remember getting one for the arch file. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I, I'm pretty sure.
2: Is it every enemy? I know you. Every got single. One. Spider Mastermind, the first one. So I don't think. Do you get them for like the imps and the smaller enemies? You, do you? Does it come up as fodder? I can't remember. I don't remember i I remember Um, it being for like the heavies so like spider mastermind not one for the tyrant the tyrant doesn't get one that's the big fuck off tool dude um but you're
1: right for certain when you you meet the maker drones in late game immediately it says the correct way to kill these enemies is to headshot them
2: yeah so it's it seems to be it doesn't seem to be all the enemies but it does seem to be very specific ones marauder archvile um cacodemon um yeah, because the the baron, not baron of pain.
0: What the fuck is it called?
2: The flying thing with the um with the hands. That thing doesn't get one either. I don't think.
0: Lost souls thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the thing that fires a man. I don't know if that's. I
0: don't know if that's not, no,
2: lost souls is what it fires but, out. But yeah, that I've always it's like, pain, pain revenant. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. But yeah, it is so interesting. Let's
1: use the mortar as an example. Let, let's get into it as an example of this right. prescriptivism as well. Um, although I, I would make the argument. I'll, I'll go into that other point later. Um, my friend, a friend I had once um, told me about Batman Arkham Origins, and I think it was Deathstroke. There was a boss fight in that game. And he said, The fight was disappointing. I said, Why is the fight disappointing? And he said, Because the game didn't let me fight him. I, I wanted to fight Deathstroke, I wanted to have a real fight. But when you get to Deathstroke, Greg, just follow the prompts on screen and do what the game tells you. Um, and it's kind of a series of quick time events. You don't get a choice in the matter. You don't get to approach him the way you want to approach him. You just have to follow the prompts. You have to press the counter button when it comes up. You have to mash the buttons when it tells it to come up. And then you will get a cutscene where Batman wins the fight. And that is, to me, the core flaw of Doom Eternal is, and um, I'll, I'll go into it now. The, the changes to the combat system, the additions of a lot of cooldown-based ability. Because I think people talk about... When you, when you go to MMORPGs, Jack, I know you've, you've played some MMOs. Levi, I know you don't really. But when, when you learn how to play a class in MMOs, you get guides saying, this is your rotation. You press this button, this one, this one, this one. You get a rotation. And when people use the word rotation, I'm like, that is the most boring thing. I'm literally pressing buttons in a circle. And Doom Eternal takes cues from MMORPGs for how to design a single-player game's combat system. Or I'm just like, why do I have a series of cooldown? Because to me, I I did use all of the things that Doom Eternal told me to use. I used the flame belch, I used the grenades, I used the chainsaw, and later on the sword and the BFG. But I, I, I feel like there's no better way to use them than simply just use them as they come up even the flame belt you can you can make the argument that you want to wait until there's a group of enemies but i i found that you really just want to use it as soon as you can if you're fighting a big single enemy one of the big fat dudes i forget what they're called My you, you just want to use the flame belch and you just keep shooting and so it's it's part of a rotation it felt like playing an mmo and while there are still choices in how to use them where to use them and the way you're going to trace your way through the map while you're using them it's still a case of this is not a choice you're making it's when the cooldown flashes press the button and and that's to me the core flaw and, oh. and then let's just go into the marauder real quick just real quick because the marauder is the perfect example of all this prescriptivism is you get the you face the marauder you get the tutorial flashing up saying this is exactly how you fight the marauder and then you do you follow the exact dance steps, and if you perform them correctly, the game says, "Good job, Greg! You you did it correctly. <laughs> you get to keep playing." <laughs> so and I I didn't find
2: him hard. I just found him boring. So I have a lot to say on a lot of that stuff, but let's start with sure. the marauder because right. So the marauder is interesting because there is more. What this is the thing. The game like with the cackadim and Shreyway, It's like oh, fire the grenade into the cackadim. That'll instantly give you like you know the ability to glory kill it do you know how many times i did that very little do you know why i hardly used that shotgun by the time i got like machine guns i just fucking murdered it should i have done that probably but there's a lot of the times with those demons where like for me i had my own ways of dealing with it i'm not saying like this is a good thing because it is essentially showing it like the spider masterminds it's like oh snipe the thing off i never sniped one of those off i just didn't use the snipe shot that much because you know what i go to shoot the snipe shot on the macro missiles God, I, want to fucking fire missiles. I don't want to have to deal with like some of the stuff it was suggesting it's there but i wonder how many people followed it i mean probably more than didn't but you know I, I i didn't do that with a lot of the things um one thing i forgot to mention the doom hunter the guy that's on the floating platform is actually a boss but like the marauder before you fight those things normally that one i think is bigger and has more health um and there is a way that you defeat it you basically want to blow up the sled and then kill it um but the Marauder, let's get on to the, probably the most divisive enemy in the entire game. Uh, my, probably I didn't have much trouble with it. I had more trouble with the Doom Hunters and dying to those things. But the Marauder is designed to be a, an enemy that is much more melee focused and has a shield, It requires timing. And to be honest, the Marauder, I actually think, generally is quite well designed. But having like for me, it was easy. I've already watched Jack's gameplay of it. I already read about the Marauder. I knew how to deal with him. It was just walk backwards. His eyes flash. Shoot him in the face with a shotgun. Switch to the ballista. Shoot him. In, rinse and repeat like two times. Done. Now I like the I like the marauder. I think he's really like a fun enemy. However, after finishing the game, I went and did a bit of reading on people's opinions of it, and somebody brought up the idea that every single enemy in Dune Eternal, you can pretty much you know you can glory kill. You can use any item on them whenever. The marauder, however doesn't act like any other demon in the game you can't just bomb rush this thing if there is a marauder in the middle of a fight you can do do it two ways you can either kill everything else off first and then deal with the marauder because he's going to hunt you down he's going to spend that time chasing you around or you have to try and get rid of him quickly the problem is that if you've got other demons he completely like he just becomes very hard to do it he breaks the flow of combat more than any other demon now i don't mind fighting a marauder like there's that bit where you're on a long bridge and you're fighting like i don't mind fighting the marauder but i i have to agree with what this person said he does break the flow of combat because if you if you take the marauder out yeah if you take the marauder out and you're doing fighting with the other enemies they're all moving around there's no you don't have to think about them in the sense of i have a specific timing window maybe the arch file with that like flame thing you can just pull out the bfg or the sword and hack him up not a problem Every other demon, you can use anything you want. You, you can either use the, the tutorials, you can just whip out the minigun, you can use the destroyer blade, the rocket launcher, whatever you want to do. Set the Marauder, because he will block everything that you fire at him, unless you do, you can fire a BFG and he'll block that, and when, he's, when it's going past him, you can shoot him. You can quick switch to different weapons to deal with him when he attacks, and it's crazy. I didn't think about it at the time, because I didn't have a problem with the Marauder. But if you're enjoying the combat, And then suddenly you've got this asshole that's constantly chucking out a dog if you shoot his shield or like hitting you or shooting you and you have to use a very specific timing it makes the combat harder but not necessarily more fun because now you're having to deal with an enemy that doesn't work like any other enemy in the game even the doom hunter the guy on the tracks has a shield but you can just use energy weapons once he's off the track he no longer has a shield and now he acts like a normal enemy. Like, you can still kill him without taking his shield off. It just takes more ammo. So you go, oh, fuck it. I'll use the microwave beam or whatever and blow up his shield. And then, you, know, you track are on. But the Marauder doesn't work like that. And if you, not knowing what I know when fighting the Marauder, like I watched Jack, I watched Jack's playthrough of it when he did it. And like that boss fight against that Marauder, that like first encounter is really short. If you know how to deal with him, it's like shotgun, blast, shotgun, blast, blah, blah, blah done glory kill. You must have been on that boss fight for about 10 minutes. Like, it was a long time because you did. I don't know if you even took any notice of the tutorial, to be fair. I think you were just blasting him. And you didn't realize that the dog came out if you shot the shield. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But I,
0: I have. Is it to, when you shoot the shield? I thought it was uh, if you get too far away. No, if you shoot the shield, that's where the dog spawns.
2: If you don't ever shoot him with the shield up, the dog will never spawn. Oh. So, yeah. Like, he'll just chase shoot, you down. This is. This is
1: we talked about earlier about the reason we didn't like the car maker fight is because there are moments when sometimes you just have no ammo and you just have to wait yeah and that's the thing that i i don't like same thing about the um, marauder is there are times when you just have to wait i find that boring
2: i think the way to make the marauder better right is to give the marauder so when you shoot the marauder he doesn't get stunned Like a lot of the enemies you can stun them so if you remove the fact that he's going to come at you like make him a bit faster maybe like make him enough that if you don't dash away he's going to catch up to you give him the axe maybe give him slightly more range on the shotgun or whatever but get rid of the ability to um for him to block and make him unstunnable that way you can shoot him with whatever he's going to get on you quicker if you don't move but you never feel like you have to wait for things now again i'm not a game designer i only suggest this because i think that way, it's a pretty good idea. I think. Yeah, because that way you don't—you're not locked into having to wait. You're not having to use specific weapons. You can now—you now have a very dangerous enemy, like the Archvile, like the Cyber Demon. You know, a target that you need to get rid of right now, but you're not—you you don't have to wait for the thing. It's just a very fast enemy that's going to get up in your face and do a lot of damage. Um, and I think that might fix some of the problem. I don't know how that would be implemented, but um, yeah, Jack. I mean, you might as well give your like all your thoughts on the Marauder. I know that you quite liked it the first time and then obviously had issues with it later on. But I mean you know how to deal with it now.
0: Yeah, I guess it is one of those things that hindsight's 2020, right? Yeah. Um I I probably didn't read the tutorials as much as I would. I just wanted to play the game and have fun. Um and yeah, I, I didn't understand the mechanics when I first played against them. But the boss fight was long I thought, ask great. That, that was a good boss, but I'd have to fight him again. Great. And then, like a couple of missions later, they turned up again. Like, what was this crap? <laughs> um, and it's just constant. Like you hit him, I guess, and he spawns. I didn't realize that, you know, how he, how the how he worked mechanically. So I understood about the green flash. Yeah, I, I did understand that, but he does so much damage that every time you try to run away, he'll like spawn dogs and like. Now what's attacking me? And it's just constant. It does there's no like room to breathe. Um throws the axe at you, he shotguns you if you get too close. But now I know how to fight him, he's really easy.
2: Yeah.
0: But before I knew that, when I'd first played the game, there was no guides or anything. It was literally on release. I just struggled, man. Like every time I fought one, it would just, like literally I was pissing about for ten minutes trying to kill these damn things. And yeah. It was, it was not fun yeah <laughs> i like
1: the approach of kill everything so it's like oh fuck it. i'll deal with you later yeah, I'll kill yeah. i was else. on the same i'm the same so we can do the dance
2: mm, yeah yeah and um- It's it's an interesting design because you see that's a lot of people were like absolutely this thing is the worst thing is bullshit and it wasn't it is I
0: I was literally calling bullshit as I was playing I'm like this is what the fuck am I supposed to do against this thing can't shoot him he's got a shield he spawns crap you know it's just like can't run away he attacks you with a with an axe. Can't get close to him because he shotguns you. You can't shoot him because he's got a fucking shield. Like, what do you do? Like, come on. You know, I gotta wait five minutes for you to keep shooting me.
2: You can't use the, you, you can't use green. a sword on him either. If you use the sword, it wastes the charge. I found out the hard way. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. No, I he is a very interesting and divisive enemy like, knowing what, how to defeat, like, things I know how to deal with pretty much all the enemies. My least favorite enemy in the game is the Archfile, not because it's bad design, because as soon as an Archfile turns up, you are be like, oh, fuck, everything's overpowered now, and I need to, like, deal with it. But, the Marauder itself is completely different to every other enemy in the game, and it's, um, it's interesting. He it doesn't turn up that much, to be fair, maybe four or five times, maybe more than that, I don't know.
0: Uh, but It is more than that, especially when you take the expansions into account.
2: Yeah, a couple of them at the same time, let's go. Um, yeah, there
0: was, yeah. One two at once. But I like, think there was there was there was one other character as well, demon, that I think is very similar in the in what you were saying about the uh, disrupts the flow of combat, and that is the spirit.
2: Uh yeah, but that's in the expansion, so I can't it speak. It
0: sounds
1: like the spirit is very much like the archfile, honestly. Who when you were describing him, I was like, that sounds like the archfile. I kinda hated the
0: archfile until yeah. I just got the sword, and then I would always just be like,
1: fuck you, archfile. Well, you can
0: only kill it with the microwave gun. It's the only way to kill it and heal it. So, hit, and if you don't kill him quick this. enough, you have to possess. So, so, they'll possess something else. Yeah. It's, it's, and obviously, when it does possess the thing, it's like twice as much health, twice as strong, just twice as much damage. It's just annoying to deal with. And it just, like you say, you just spend five minutes trying to faff around with this thing. And if you like, you're trying to stun him or something, and then someone bops you, it's like, you just got to kind of like stand there for a, a good, Five seconds whilst you're microwaving it. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just annoying.
1: <laughs> Can I real quick Hugo Martin? If you're out there, I saw that you said this is a fucking call out on my twitter.com. Uh he Hugo Martin did a thing. PC Gamer wrote an article saying the Marauder guides you into the fun zone. Hugo Martin. I thought you would know this. Being the creative director of Doom 2016, waiting isn't fun. <laughs> That's all we'll I have to
0: say.
2: <laughs> right. I, I want to bring it back because you were saying about a lot of the waiting and the rotation stuff of the controls and the extra abilities in Doom Eternal. Yeah. Now, I want to counter that because I actually disagree massively. The reason for that is 90% of the time I forgot those abilities were there because I wasn't look. I didn't, bear in mind, right? I only have a 32 inch TV when I'm playing Doom. So the UI is a little bit small for me. Now, I didn't know what any of the cooldown times were on any of those items. Now, if you've got a bigger of TV, it probably pops up and it's really fucking obvious. A lot of the time when I was in combat... There's no numbers on there. It no, no, no. It just game. it dings, doesn't it, or something. Now, when I was in combat, a lot of the time, I, I roughly knew how much the chainsaw would take. It wasn't very long. The blood punch wasn't necessarily very long. The flame belch and the grenade, I had no idea the entire game. And, like, and a lot of the time, I didn't initially use them. A lot of the time, I would only punch when there was a glory kill to be had so the blood punch did get used but it wasn't something that i used massively the grenade and the ice grenade are really really cool items the ice grenade specifically is a really cool pardon the pun uh, it's a really good item and it definitely helps eliminate some of the madness for a few seconds um but again i forgot to switch to it half the time and then the flame belch i used more towards the end of the game but not, not at any point did i ever feel like i was like rotating a lot of the time the combat was mostly me focused on which gun is the right gun for now? Like, looking at the arena, constantly moving, constantly dealing with it. And, like, yeah, I'm not saying that there isn't a rotational thought process there, process there but I'm very curious to how many people were constantly, like, right, five seconds are gone, I can punch. Five seconds ago gone, I can flame bounce. Like, At I, I, no point was I thinking like that. I think the game was very much like, these tools are here. If you can remember to use them, every button does something, use it. And I think as the game goes on, as you get further into it and introduced to some of these abilities later on, my brain started to wire itself to know I've got these things. A good chunk of that game, I honestly did forget about a lot of the items, or I push the wrong button sometimes. <laughs> I'd be like, grenade, no, flame bolts. And to me, that's not a. I don't see that as a bad thing. Literally, to me, I see Doom uh, Doom 2016 as combat up to 11, and now I see with this one, combat up to 15. To me. And this is just personal preference i think the combat is significantly better in doom eternal in terms of your tools what you can do the upgrades for your weapons the the movement abilities all of that while fighting the demons nothing else while fighting the demons is significantly better because you feel they added like having the double jump from the start having the double dash being able to like air hit people and dash off them and stuff it all accumulated into a much more intense and harder because it is a harder game in terms of combat but a much more intense harder fight but you had the tools there to use
1: not necessarily you're going to remember to use them but you had them there one tiny little addition i will make is that i will say they made a huge improvement in the patches this year um when i was actually finishing eternal and i realized they added crosshair icon so you don't have to keep looking away from the center of the screen um once chainsaws up once flame belts is up it's right there on the crosshair And i was like that tiny little change just a visual thing it's kind of like you were saying with the armor on the icon of sin it's literally just a visual thing and i think it partly is affected by your colorblind it's, it's not even a, a really a skill thing it's just a the ability to see and know and, and make it visually accessible for the player
2: i'm not a fan when bosses flash red like not that i can't see that but you've got to bear in mind the, the Icon of Sin Fight when it comes to UI was it's already a dark thing. Make it flash green, yellow, blue, anything else. Like that literally would have made that fight significantly better because you've already got dark on dark. Now, maybe I should have gone in the colorblind mode and fucked around with that. But I don't know about these Icon things. I have no idea if it's on Switch or not. But that does sound useful. If your crosshair has little things either side of it to say, hey, this is charged up or whatever. So your focus is on the middle of the screen. Cool. That's that's just an improvement. Full stop. Um, and I think, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to look away from the action. Right. Everything. All the information should be very obvious there. It, it could be audio cues. There may well be audio cues to these things. I think one of them goes when you got it back. But I'm not sure. I think it might be blood punch.
1: Yeah.
2: Like. But the problem is, you're firing a minigun. Going, you're not going to hear this thing. You know, and it, it's. It is hard i will say like that is something difficult and i don't have a problem with it myself because again i'm not thinking in it in terms of rotation i'm like oh yeah i've got the flame belt Pfft, fire that now um i'm not i'm not a min maxer i'm not gonna wait until the perfect time i'm just like fucking chuck everything if i've got I'm it min
1: maxer when i die five times on the same fight trying to kill the arch file. <laughs> Yeah, bfg like, i just want to get past this fight like, bfg every is, time I'm just not having fun anymore
2: <laughs> bfg in the minigun minigun with the shield literally minigun with the shield has 400 shield has
1: more shield than you can have um but he keeps teleporting away and then you have to run to the other side of the map because all the enemies beeline you and so panel. that's
2: so that's interesting that only happened to me in the what in you the know, big square the first time you meet him in that big square right. that time the happened in the middle yeah every other fight he literally teleported like five feet away so i was like all right, then. Yeah, you um,
1: I- from one side to the other. Yeah,
2: and it does stay there for a while, but don't get me wrong, the arch files, bitch. Um, but, like, yeah, I, in terms of, like, stuff going on in combat, Jack, I mean, you you were similar to me, I think, when it came to, like, forgetting that you had tools. But do you mm-hmm. do you think that enhanced the gameplay? Do you think that's a problem? Like, what are your thoughts on those additions, like, with, like, Blood Punch and Flame Belch and things like
0: that? I think it's great to have them. Um, I didn't use all of them all the time. Um, the Blood Punch I used the most, and I there was only one small snag with the Blood Punch. Um, I don't think it had a rotation charge, I think it just had a number of charges. Mm. And once you ran out, you had to get them back. Um, but back from the, the issue, I believe, was um, sometimes I would Blood Punch instead of Fatality, because they're on the same key, because mm. that's like a melee thing. Yeah. So if you've got a blood punch and if you I think it's to do with the ranging, if you're slightly outside of the range to fatality, even though you think you are, it will blood punch, and then it just it's just a little bit of a waste. So I did find myself wasting the blood punch a few times. But that's my only gripe with it. It was I, I really enjoyed the blood punch. I thought it was really good. It was really good against pinkies as well, if you can like get behind them and punch their tails off is not really the there some annoying. kind of blood
1: punch in 2016 as well? Though I can't. No. am sure
0: there was. I think there was. I think there was something you could pick up, wasn't there? There was a um, a chart. A... Relic? No, it was a relic.
1: I'm it sure you picked it up. Like, there was like a little. Uh, like,
0: there was like a little um yeah, it fist, was wasn't it. there? And then you um you just picked yeah. it up and then you just go on a rampage for like 30 seconds. Oh, you had berserk mode. No, no, no that's berserk. Yeah, yeah, berserker um, thing. That's it.
2: That's yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's a power up.
0: Yeah, same thing. That's blood punch mechanic. I'm sure there was
1: where it's charged up by glory killing enemies. But maybe, maybe I'm mad. I was sure that was in twenty sixteen.
2: In Doom Eternal, that's how you do it. You glory kill people and that's how it charged up. That's definitely you... you might have had something from the relics, but like I'm pretty sure Berserk and Speed and stuff were also in Doom Eternal. Um but just not. Definitely as... were. Just I think not... that's
0: that's what how I would Yeah. Closest thing in, in from my memory was in Doom Twenty sixteen was the Berserker. Yeah. Power up. Which which, incidentally, I always found after, after the, fight. the fight. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean... They're,
0: they're... Like, oh, yeah, I could have done with that uh, double damage for, like, the last uh, 30 seconds. That would have been quite useful. Yeah.
2: While um, Greg's looking for that, I, I just want to go over a couple other things away from negatives for a minute, because I do want to highlight something that, personally, on a personal thing, that w- I-, I really enhance the gameplay, and that is the platforming slash movement abilities in this game i am a huge fan of platformers i like when platforming feels good and doom eternal takes huge huge steps from the original super mario brothers that might sound really dumb there are parts where there are spinning fire bars and you have to jump over them and then you know swing in the monkey bars but the 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 monkey bars themselves the double jump from right from the get-go the double dash um the like a lot of the platforming like Right in my wheelhouse, and also the ability to grip hold of walls, so you could like grab a wall and then jump off of it, and you could, especially in the late levels, you go massive distances. You like on these tombstones, and you're flying off, and that was that was a huge improvement to me. Not because the game necessarily needed it; you, the game didn't necessarily have to go in a platforming-inspired way, but to me, this is massively inspired by a lot of platforming games, and i really liked that i liked the double dash i think the double dash is probably the most significant upgrade in terms of combat because it meant if you weren't if you were like almost boxed into one thing you go bam and like get yourself out of trouble there were times when you would get boxed in i got stuck by enemies sometimes you just lose a life it was just like well fuck i shouldn't have stood there but (laughs) the ability to like jump dash jump dash and stuff like that and like the, the the distance you could get but like add that with the monkey bars and if you had the relic you could do that relic that would slow down time and like when you're in the air there was some really cool things you could do with it now i completely understand that this is on a personal level fantastic for me some of those levels like the level with the car maker on it there is some serious platforming on that level where you're shooting through rings and you have to like line it up and then like grab a wall and then jump off of stuff and that isn't everyone's cup of tea i i, I get that and I i completely understand that you know 2016 doesn't really have that much platforming it has some but not a lot in comparison but to me that was awesome i was like oh i could way more ways to explore like i sometimes would leap off the side because i had the ability to see all the secrets are. i'm like leap off the side and then dash through a wall to get to a secret you know there was just so many cool things that they did with it that really enhanced the gameplay for me because i love that stuff and you know that that was just it's a very different mechanic to 2016 i wouldn't let say it's like better than 2016 but it was more my flavor i was like oh cool that i can jump around in the combat on the monkey bars and the at people and you know and like the exploration was expanded in a way that i liked whereas some people aren't going to like that as much because they want it to be more grounded and and so the combination of the double dash and a lot more of the environment to be explored with the monkey bars the grips things like that that was for me a huge improvement but not one that is necessarily better. It's just a flavor that I liked.
1: It worked for me because I have jump bound to LB yeah. on the gamepad. So it's very easy for me to hop around. And I, I love aerial combat in games in general. I'm a big Smash Bros. juggler, for example. Yeah. So I actually loved that in Eternal.
2: I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what Jack was I hate say, all of Eternal. <laughs> I think Jack was probably not a fan of the platform. You know, having said that, Your playthrough of it, though, you you did pretty good with the platforming in this game.
0: I don't think it was that bad, actually. Um, It was... I found Eternal was easier to navigate, although not in every instance there were areas where I just got stuck for a couple of minutes trying to figure out where I'm going, but I think it did a slightly better job of kind of explaining where to go, and I did use the map a lot more in Eternal, ironically. But, yeah, the the movement options, I preferred with Doom Eternal. Not to say they were bad with um, Doom 2016. I just thought they were a little bit, you know, you could do some cooler things.
2: I think that dash, it really comes down to that. If you're used to playing the game with a dash, and I used it a lot, so it it does... You notice that, and I think that was the thing that really... um, opened up some opportunities and some cool things because i don't know can you dash into enemies in this to stun them like you might have been able to i'm not sure but like there might be a relic or something for it but like i know obviously you could dash through walls and things that were breakable and stuff but um i I think that was the single-handedly the thing that really really improved the the movement in the game so
0: yeah ironically that fountain fight took me ages to figure out how to dash through um that breakable wall that took me bloody a like literally. I was walking around for a good 10, 10 to fifteen minutes. I was I went down into the water thing trying to figure out. I was like, it must be around here somewhere. I didn't realise you could dash through the water to break yeah. a wall. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I did it. I did it by mistake. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> literally spent ten minutes trying to figure that out.
2: The 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 underwater sections with the toxic like suit and after that, oh straight up turned cool. out they were cool. But they are awfully designed. Like it's, it is kind of hard to know like which switches to shoot and stuff. And like, it, it didn't need to be there. I don't think. Like you know, maybe that was the one time a tutorial would have been useful. Like, to, like <laughs> dash through it, but you know.
0: Um. I will say the tutorials were the most annoying thing. Just every five seconds, like, oh, here's how you do this, and then it's like a little jumping challenge. I'm like, fuck off, yeah. stop <laughs> Like there was no option to turn it off as well either. It's just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> there was, but then I,
1: I didn't want to miss vital information. I didn't want to miss how, how to use a new piece of equipment. But I, I don't want to be told how to kill enemies. But there there is the expectation that you're going to read the tutorial, and the, the difficulty is adjusted that way. Mm. And, and I, I did find the difficulty of Doom Eternal um, very punishing. About halfway through, I had to turn it down to easy. Um, which i do never i never do in games i've I've finished dark souls i I play a lot of games on hard for the challenge but i just wasn't enjoying eternal as much
2: so apart from like the the khan maker fight where i actually use the sentinel armor and that's something i like the game does not punish you for using that and this is something you can use the cheats if you find the cheats the game does not punish you for anything the only time the only place you can't use the cheats is in the um sentinel gates or whatever they're called the, where you get the keys to unlock the unmaker the, like, the last gun and like game doesn't give a fuck and that's something I could really appreciate it's like hey if you want to use infinite ammo just go ahead it doesn't punish you in any way and I'm like I've completed the game now if I want to go back and get the rest of the unlocks I'll probably just use the cheats just because it's like kind of fun to be like a rampaging murderer through the, the game um i had a point on something that i was going to bring up and it's gone at my head so i have another point because <laughs> i i know also, quickly,
1: i must have gone crazy on the blood punching i i feel i really remember it and when people <laughs> brought it up i was like surely that's in 2016 i just loaded up the game and i cannot find what the fuck i'm talking about so yeah
2: there you go you see that's the problem they like- will blur into one um
0: yeah I- They're the- very similar games They're like from a graphical standpoint they it's almost like you know, if you played them back to back, you'd be like, oh, it's pretty much the same engine. You
1: know (laughs) what I'm talking about. Put it in the comments, please. (laughs) It's a relic. I bet it's a relic. Um, I I feel like there is something.
2: (laughs) um, While he's going crazy over there, one other thing I do want to bring up that, again, is, is I really enjoyed uh was the level design in both games i'm not gonna i'm not gonna compare them on this because they are the one is more linear and the exploration isn't as crazy but doom 2016 knows exactly what it is it goes you can be on mars you can be on hell and those levels are they work well very very cool you know you go level to level to level to level um and it kind of flows you know Doom Eternal does it, does it differently. It is much more exploration based in a lot of the levels. There's a lot of firing out of things. I mean, let's be honest, the level where you get fire into the moon through the BFG gun is fucking That's awesome. That's cool. That is like,
1: there are parts so of that like games.
2: Yeah. And like, the level design. You can both,
1: just shoot a hole into, the, into Mars. Yeah, it's like, it boosh. Great title. It's, it's like an always sunny episode title. Yeah. And it's like, and
2: the level design to me is fantastic in both games. Like I don't have any. I mean, there are probably going to be. There's the level of the underwater stuff I was on about, where you got like in the toxic suits. Yeah, but generally speaking, I like the level design in both games. Um, Doom Eternal has more locales that you go to. You go to the space station. You've got Earth. You've got Mars. You've got the Moon. (laughs) Like
0: you've got you travel around in as well.
2: Yeah, all that stuff. You've got a lot of places. You've got like the, the Arctic at one point, and i like that i like the fact that it it was like hey just teleport to these different players i'm totally cool with having a hub and then and doing that because it was like this is cool um and i think that whoever's making the level designs on both games they just do a really fun job all right in the first game you got that weird like furnace one that we said was a little bit confusing and in the second game you've got that horrible watery one um other than that i don't really have any complaints about the level design in either game i think they work really well um i obviously have preferences to the levels i enjoyed the most but at no point I was like, oh, was I like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, I this is annoying or frustrating. <laughs> I never had that. Um, and, and that's sorry, I just want to be sure
1: there put- was. And I will tell you what it was in a second. I, I mean, you've complained about this before.
2: Uh, unless you've been Khan Maker, in which case, no. But yeah, go on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not limited to the Khan Maker fight in the stages. Um, stages where there's more lava or damaging ground than floor. This is a first-person shooter. I have no peripherals. I I can't see the lava to the immediate left or right of my feet. Um, There was one particular part where you had to shoot these eyes while dodging around the lava. And the eyes didn't flash or anything when I was shooting them. So for a long time, I didn't actually know that... I'd come back to the game, so I didn't have that tutorial popping up and I'd forgotten. But these eyes, when you shoot them, do not flash. You just have to keep shooting them. And it's like that thing where there's no health bar. You just have to oh, trust that you're doing that, damage. That weird boss I mean, fight. I almost put the game back down again there.
2: You mean that weird boss fight with the raising platforms in the lava, and there's like yes. four. four. I so, think so yeah, this, to be honest, again, I'd already seen. I knew how to do the boss fight or mini boss or whatever it was, but stuff like that doesn't bother me because I've got. I, I'm so used to platformers. I knew. I was like. It wants you can physically see the thing going up and down. Yeah, all right, there is a lot of lava there, and it is a bit frustrating if you fall into it. I'm not going to deny that, but I didn't I didn't bother me at all. Um, a lot of the time there was lava. It was like usually a platforming section was like jump here, grab that, and then if there was time when you needed to look around. For the most part in the early game, it was like you could stand on a rock and you could be like, okay, I go in that direction. I didn't have a problem with that. The only reason that the biggest problem I have with Car Maker is is everything else on top of the fact that you can't stand anywhere. Um, you it's know. the fact
1: that you have to fight and platform it because like, you can't. If you look down to your right, you know I could platform easily if there's no time pressure. Fighting and platforming.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, it's strange that you say that it bothered you in the Khan Maker fight so
2: because because in that fight against like the the judge or whatever he's called, and you have to take out those three things, they die really easily. I I just got the ballista out and bam bam bam, you know, take a couple shots. Um, there are a couple of gargoyles that are being annoying but there's always there was some like fire pits but like the, there was like six or seven platforms in the lava there was always like three raised when it the, was always switching between like three different platforms so it's like I, I literally got in position would fire maybe two shots and then i just jumped to the next platform and again that's just my own skill of being like i've done this shit in other games before i know how this works but in the car maker fight that what that there's this might have been a problem with the switch version because the visual indicator for that corruption stuff on the ground wasn't as obvious as it could be and you don't realize until a little bit into the fight that the more times you hear the more it spreads and like so i had to get used to that but the reason i didn't like that was because i'm now having to deal with being knocked off the platforms like i'm constantly moving more than I feel like I should have to. I shouldn't, because the game wants me to stand still and shoot this person. But I've got four platforms I can stand on, while I've got these drones shooting me, while she's knocking me off the platforms. And it's just, it, it's, there's like the chaos, and then there's just too much chaos. Like this is overwhelmingly not fun anymore, because there's like seven different things I've got to think about, and I've got a shooter, and I've got no ammo, and it's like. We'll right, let's
1: move... not go back to the car maker too
0: much. No. We've
2: <laughs> stuck this. but um, I want to go. I want to go to Jack, basically, on level design, because um, you know. We've
0: had our thing. What do you think about the level design in these games? Um, the locales were awesome. Like all the different designs were really nicely done, and I guess you could say from a graphical standpoint, like you could just like take a step back and just look at the world and be like, "Damn, that looks so damn cool." Um, like very diverse as well, especially in Eternal. Like, as say, you go from like Earth, and then you go into like Hell, and And you go on a space station. Like, it was very awesome. Like, jaw dropping, amazing. Um, My only, I guess, gripes, if you will, were were kind of some of the puzzle bits that they added in, which was a little bit unnecessary from my side. But, you know, I completely understand why they were there. And that's probably just my, you know, preference, I guess. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Okay, okay then, Greg, I'm pretty sure you've got other stuff, so like, hit me with- I mean,
1: I'll, I'll chime in on the presentation, because other than the lava thing, I didn't really talk about yeah? The, yeah, the presentation, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 which sure. is just, you know, because for all the, the bad things I say about Eternal, um, the, these are the gripes and these are the discussions, but I still think it was a great game. And the presentation, um, obviously, it's, it's not really a design thing, which is what I'm interested in. But, you know, you, you cannot fault the presentation in Eternal, the, the set pieces. The giant statues. Um, yeah. But, but sorry, um, it's, you, you want more gripes?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, hit me with the next thing because I know you've got a lot of a list of things anyway. Um, I, I've got well, one other thing I, I want to talk about. But... Yeah, okay. Well, let's hit, hit me with the first well, one. Really,
1: the, the, the second one's not a complaint. That's sound. All right. I, I wanted something to be effusively happy about, which yeah. is the sound. Let's the the spoil that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about it, because we're getting to set pieces and all of I, that I know what this in. is. I can't wait because I. <laughs> did, did you guess right? Is it a story? Oh,
2: I thought you were going to go on about arena fights. Yeah.
1: No. Um, okay. No, I love arena fights. Um, Interesting. Story. And, and this is something that Jack brought up earlier, which is you said you, rather than puzzles, you would rather have bits of story, bits of cutscene. I I loved the presentation of the story in 2016. Um, for, from the very opening moments, they show you who Doom Guy is without telling. He, he is he is video game character. He is the player incorporated. We, you know, gamers out there will, will know the term Ludo narrative dissonance. Oh which, no! Brief inter- introduction. It's it's when the GTA the the players out there murdering as a mass murderer, and then you go into a cutscene and he, and it's an episode of fucking like Soprano. You know, that is there's a disconnect, and there's no disconnect in Doom. Um, you know, you punch demons and you flip people off, and then in the cutscenes, Doom guy punches through monitors and tells what's his face, robot man, Samuel. boss man, Aiden to go fuck himself. Exactly, just what I said, robot boss man to go fuck himself, <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, that does the that is exactly how it should be. I have no yeah. complaints with 2016 other than the fact that it was clearly under budgeted and the ending was just cut really short and it left us with this wonderful cliff so where's that cliffhanger going to take us we all we all anticipate we sat there for for years waiting to see where that would take us and zoom eternal starts and you're on a mothership and it feels like read the tie-in comics and books to find out what happened between parts one and two and It's like Okay, okay, I'll, I'll go along with this because I don't really care about the story, right? I, you know, it's not that important, so i just go along with it. And it's like, the con makers of this very important group. The, the Doom guy is actually a very important, he's the Doom Slayer. He's went to this places and you come to the king and he kneels and it's very serious and there are all these fancy names. Do you want a lore entry here, or all these lore entries about how important the story is? Fuck you. like that be that be doom guy from the first game. Remember the guy that like someone gave him a lore piece and he'd be like, fuck out of my face. I'm gonna shoot you. I'm a, you know, kill demons. What happened to that? Why, why are you trying to make a fantasy novel? Why are you trying to sell me tie in books? Jack, that, that's I'll, all. I'll let you go first on this. That's all. That's all.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, not much to say really oh, okay. <laughs> on that one. All right. I, I, I enjoyed the story for both of them. I took them. At, I, I, played them in reverse anyway so you know i didn't take it the same way um and to be fair doom eternal was my first entry into the doom series so i would have taken it more objectively at the fact that it i took it at face value rather than as a whole series so i can't really agree or disagree because i don't i didn't have the context when i played the game yeah i just played the game and enjoyed the story for what it was and i'm like oh this is fucking awesome He's a badass, everyone's a badass. You know, you're just going around killing demons and um whilst I think in hindsight though not Khan maker story isn't that great, um it's still cool. Still <laughs> a demon at the end of the day, you're talking about like killing demons and killing essentially what essentially is like god or a goddess or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then obviously ancient gods part one and two, pretty damn cool as well. Like I think it ramps up a lot.
2: Mm. Obviously, I can't speak. Story, I mean, I can't speak to the. I I know the story of the, the DLC. I've just not played through it. I watched the speed run of it actually recently. So, um, so I like what they do in 2016 with uh, Doom Guy, basically being like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. There are a couple times where the game will put you in a point where you can't move or you can't get away from it. Most of the time, it kind of tells you on the fly with like Vega and Samuel being in your ear, which I think is good. And I like the lore entries being like in both games where it's like if you find the lore. It is all in those entries. So all those log entries, you can go and read it whenever you want. You don't have to. Um, in the first game, you obviously get the, the demon guy uh, who gets those audio logs, which are pretty cool. But you can still run around while that's going on, I think. Um, but having played the first game, and something I really liked is I really liked Samuel Hayden. You have this big betrayal at the end of the game. And, you know, he's in your ear in the second one and stuff. And... Not
1: really a betrayal, though, is it? No, I mean, it's You're obvious. you never really on the same side. I mean,
2: the, but my favourite, my absolute favourite, like story moment in doom 2016 is where he's like you've got those four containers that you need to like uncouple doom is like look at that, and he's like kicks one and then he get to the last one and he's like you don't know what you're doing and he just smashes it and he's like <laughs> oh my god and he says he loses his shit with him he's just like You've just caused all this like time and energy put into this thing, and you just completely like annihilated it. it. And then, in the, you know, you get in the second game, you've got Vega with you again, you've got um Hayden with you, and I like that. Like Hayden's kind of telling you the story for the most part. But something that I actually did appreciate was if you were going down like the the bit before you get to the Gladiator boss, right? I think you're going down a lift, and rather than show you the lift, you get this cutscene of Doom guy being dragged down the lift, and like in front of this guy, and you get a few cutscenes. But they never interfere with the story they're always at points where usually you'd be waiting not every time but there are a couple of times and i'm like do you know what i'm okay with that because it meant when the cutscene ended i'm off the lift i would have had to wait on this lift for ages and i, I just go and it kind of fades back in and yeah there are a couple of times where you see this happen and where you do lose control of the game and that's you know in a, in a first person shooter like doom you don't necessarily want that but it never... The story never got in the way. I enjoyed it. I mean, I couldn't give a fuck about the make a side of it a lot of the time. It's like, oh, she's trying to siphon her. But, like, when you meet, like, the um the guy that's, like, another doomslayer who's like, gives you the thing. Like, I forgot what his name is. um, But he's, like, the fallen one or something. He, he's, like, an, another Praetorian dude like Man you. Man-person. Eh? Hey? Man-person. Man-person, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, one. And the priests, they were pretty funny, like... None of the story elements ever impacted The flow of the game for me personally I didn't have a problem with it And if they wanted to add more story I think they did it in a fun way And the bit where it's like You're not going to blow a hole in the moon with the BFG You just fucking fire yourself out of it Like there were funny moments in there And I think that really enhanced the story uh, the, the gameplay with these moments Is it a memorable story? Not really Like I think the expansion packs Probably have more of a memorable story Because of what they're setting up And what they're on about But like it was fun it's like an action film like basically what Doom is it's like an action film with this like story no one cares about they just want to see all the the ripping and tearing but it added to it you
1: actually understand the story of Eternal without going into all the logs and reading it because I didn't and I I had after a certain point had no inclination to yeah yeah I, I just understood it
2: yeah yeah it's basically hell is now on earth because these car makers are trying to absorb energy without destroying their own planet and because and then they're trying to rise the icon of sin I can't remember the exact reason for that but like your whole thing is like, oh, I need to stop the invasion of Earth, and then once you do that, you're like, oh, I need to go and deal with this Khan maker who keeps summoning shit and like trying to destroy our planet, and that's what Doom Guy is doing. And along the way, you find out his history of being like, he was a dude who was brought to this planet, he was trained, and that's kind of what the Berserkers are, uh, the Marauders are about. They're kind of like, hey, he used to be one of us, you know, and they're they're trying to stop him because he's going against.
1: I have done it anymore.
2: No, I would say he's just going against what he was technically designed for. And he, he's hit the whole thing with Doom guy or Doom Marine, Doom Slayer, whatever you want to call him, is that he's like the protector of Earth. He doesn't give a fuck about doing it peacefully. That's not his job. He's like, I need the demons, I need to kill demons. And you do get a little bit of dialogue from him, which I will admit was weird. I don't think he's ever spoken in a game up until this point. But
1: in okay. three, he does.
2: Oh, he does in three, does he? Apparently, but,
1: I've not played it.
2: Okay. I know he does. But I liked the, the occasional lines that he said. It wasn't a lot. Now I know I've seen the final boss fight of Ancient Gods Part 2 and he says something really, he has a really good like one word answer right at the end of the final boss fight. And I'm like, that's all he needed to say. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think the story is detrimental in either game. Like it it, it was just there. And it, to me, it was like an action film kind of thing. It
1: certainly, in Eternal, didn't hurt my enjoyment of the game because you can't ignore it. It just, I, I was just like, what is this? What is this lore? Stop making up names.
2: Stop it. It's just its just excuses to go and fight bigger and better enemies and different planets and stuff. And that's good enough. You know, that's good enough for me. Um, yeah. Did you want to, like, you said something about sound as well. Do you want to bring that up? Sure. Let's, let's go into
1: the one thing that I have literally no complaints about. Um, that is sound. Um, whoever is making sound in these games, you are doing everything perfect.
2: Including uh, music.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah obviously i'm am a bit of a metalhead so I, I this is this the, the soundtrack to doom it it this is the soundtrack to death and murder on a massive scale it absolutely fits the game there there is nothing i would change um i still listen to bfg division in, in eternal that they they just up to even more yeah <laughs> there was there's was even more good tracks in eternal yeah. so
2: yeah, the sound design from start to finish is good like the sound of all the weapons, the enemy cries, everything. Like the um the soundtrack I really like, but the one thing that they do very well in both games is each piece of music is designed to loop differently depending on how quickly you get to like a next fight because there are times where the music kicks in, you're in a fight, kicks in, and it starts to fade out and you get more like a kind of like building. You're like, "Oh, there's more shit coming." But you can just stand there and listen to that build-up as long as you want, and as soon as you get to that thing, because like especially in the icon of sin level is fantastic for this. The music never stops; <laughs> it literally it's just constantly like that, and you get to some crazy set pieces in that. And that's some real hard bits, and it's just there the entire time. But coupled with the sound design is it, it, is like the the sniper shot, the uh the sound of the uh, plasma gun is one of my favorites, I, like really fast firing that. You know, it, all in all, like I can't fault that as well, and I. I assume Jack you're pretty much the same especially with the sound.
0: I think it's the voice acting that really gets me. Um whether it's the voice acting itself or the kind of effects they put on there. But when Vega and Hayden talk and when you get the bits of where about the demon um talk as well. Fucking hell man it's just like it's impactful. Like you mem- you you remember the 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 talking in the game so much I, for me anyway personally I just think it's it's amazing. Like day, I'm like literally chills, yeah. literally nerd chills. I get when when fucking demons talk, and I'm like, oh fuck,
1: yeah. oh he means business, <laughs> oh shit. Hayden, the
0: voice actor, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah, really is. Like he's just mm, amazing. He, he's
2: unintentionally funny because of what you do. Like his reactions to what you do, expect like it's more so in 2016. But in Eternal, he's kind of accepted the fact that he's basically dead, and you uploaded into this like
1: machine, and he's just like, "Yeah, go fuck him up." Like <laughs> it's like I really like appreciate. Buy the tie and knoll to find out how Samuel Hayden died. No, I don't know. Is there a tie oh, and yeah, knoll? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. They're, they're, I'm pretty sure they're starting to come up. Like that's what they do now. This is the problem with being successful is that they start to do this shit. <laughs> that's, that's not going to a tangent about world of warcraft because that's a big thing right now it's like you can't understand the story without reading all the books and novels and comics
2: i don't think they'll do that with doom like i don't even know where they go with doom here i'm just like give me another they, game
1: you already did it man even before 2016 came out there was a doom novel
2: i need to buy them um I've, I've pretty much exhausted my list of things i think we've covered pretty much everything that i like and dislike like. yeah <laughs> um uh, start with you jack have you got anything else you want to bring up or talk about
0: yeah okay let's let's just go with my closing thoughts and my overall summary of this um honestly i thoroughly enjoyed both games i think there's a lot of great things to take away from both games and whilst there are a few things that we've said are negatives i think overall as a game objectively they are absolutely incredible um I do prefer Doom Eternal over Doom 2016, partly down to the movement, the kind of fatalities that you get, um, some of the extra weapons, you know, the swords and the um, blood fist. Um, And the big one for me is the dash introduction. But sound design, level design, graphically incredible, just a really strong game. Um, And just fast packs fast paced action
2: great
1: um I I loved DOOM 2016 probably my favorite FPS of all time Eternal it felt like two steps forward there's so many great improvements over the first game and then they took the pistol and then they shot themselves repeatedly in the foot for for no reasons that I can in in a few areas I yeah it's Just things with the prescriptivism, and it's like, like there there are things that they could just remove that would that would just make the game better, in my opinion. Like for example, you know, take out the tutorials, and to compensate, turn the difficulty down a bit, so that you could just let the player be creative, and then they can learn by themselves. Because that's what that's what we want to do at the end of the day with with video games, right? We, we want to mess around and have fun, and we want to, you know, when we discover that we can pop the enemy's head off, we want to go holy shit I didn't know you could do that and then like that's a fun moment Eternal takes those moments away from you for no reason that I can really uh, well there are arguments but um but but by the time I got to the end of Eternal I I was almost doing a 180 um because because you know things like the flame Belch I'd sort of learned to master and I was like okay I, I can get into the flow of this and but you know Obviously, I've gone into all the things I didn't like over at Smell. And I I think they come out with another game. I'm very interested to see who wins out because there's clearly a battle of ideologies going on right now. And I don't know if it's because um, Marty Stratton, in the first game, you've got two co creative directors, you've got Marty Stratton and Hugo Martin. In the second game, it's just Hugo Martin and Marty Stratton become executive. I don't know if that's what happened and then Hugo Martin said we're going to do things my way and players you're going to have fun my way and if you don't have fun the correct way (laughs) we're going to go back and put you in the re-education training school until you're ready to have fun Um, and and that's that's (laughs) really it but I I will say even then I still think Doom Eternal is a great
2: yeah so I think these games need to be played in order, right? They're both hard games for what they are. If you're not used to this type of FPS, you're going to get your ass handed to you. If you are going to play them, play 2016 first and then play Doom Eternal. Um, mainly because Doom Eternal is is harder. They give you less ammo on your guns. They give you just some... It just ramps up faster. And, you know, I love both these games. I, I said I've played the worst versions of them. I played them on Switch and I still had a fucking incredible time with them, right? And that says a lot, right? like that's that's how good scalable these games are and how fun they are that's on like a low powered console you know if you're going to buy them buy them on pc get them, play the game at 60 frames you will get a significantly more better experience out of it but when it comes to the games like 2016 is the one of the best introductories in the doom right don't play the original doom because that game is old but like doom 2016 does a lot of things right it does it's like hey we want to make this fast we want to make this you know aggressive combat and we want you to go from level to level, finding new guns, finding new abilities, upgrading those guns. And, you know, and all right, the boss fights suck, but other than that, like the game, easy 10 out of 10, right? To me, the turn is for somebody who wants a harder experience and a slightly different experience. If I'm honest, there is a lot more platforming, there's a lot more exploration, there's a shit more upgrades in that game. Um, there are reworked enemies, there are new enemies, uh, there are a lot of things that they throw at you and they the controller like i don't have one right in front of me or i do i lie. this controller right every single button on here does something in combat and that's something that like this is why i call it the thinking man's game right you have to remember that everything does something whether that's dashing or jumping or punching or burning or whatever it is right there is so much to think about and when you get into that flow state in eternal where everything is cranked up and especially in late game there is nothing like it like there is nothing like it and i think that's why i prefer it not because 2016 is a bad game it isn't it's a fantastic game 10 out of 10 do eternal is also a 10 out of 10 for me despite the fact that the boss fights suck in both games and they, are, they these guys don't know how to make good boss fights apart from one the core combat when you're fighting the demons whether that's in corridors big open arenas little arenas horizontal vertical arenas no matter where you're fighting demons the variety the guns you have the upgrades you can get The choices that you get to make when it comes to the weapons that you use and those which mods you use and the relic choices and the other upgrades yeah there is a bit much of it but you go from being a badass to more of a badass to more of a badass and that for me was hey i'm not i don't feel weak at any point in this game i feel like yeah the combat can get out of control but i can always do it like so it's all um it's all pretty good so yeah that's kind of like my um my thoughts on it it's like I think you need to play both games. And if you don't want as an extreme game, play 2016 and then see how you feel after that. If you are ready for a game that is really going to kick your ass. Not that 2016 won't, but it's it's always much, much harder in my opinion. So that's how
0: I feel about them. Uh, Well, uh, that about do it for us folks. So thank you all so very much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this session um we've been gamers gambit um i'll leave you with an outro for both greg and killjoy um if you guys would like to let the folks at home know where they can find you starting with our guest today greg oh
1: god i, I wasn't ready for this um <laughs> so i'm egregious games you can find me at egregiousgames.com. Uh, i'm also on twitter at, at egregious games G, or just search youtube for egregious games um, that's where i mainly am that's where i post stuff and we're gonna be having a new video about combat systems very soon over to you Levi.
2: yeah i mean if you've watched any of this stuff you know where i live i live over the engineering bay on youtube uh do a lot more retro content i do a lot of opinion based content um plenty of other shows and stuff and hey it's going along nicely very happy with that. I do have a Twitter and a Facebook. So just check out the at the Engineering Bay on Twitter and at the Engineering Bay on Facebook if you want to get involved over there and uh, hopefully see some of you guys soon.
0: Absolutely. Thank you both. And um, yeah, or the link to the description side, the link to their channels will be in the description below. <laughs> get it right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, please do let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, until the next time, Peace.